0: At long last, welcome back everyone to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake, Uh, returning from a very brief summer sojourn. uh, As always, I am the Prince of Pumpkin Spice that was promised, Dan Ryan, Mm. joined by my...
1: uh, Dry from the Desert Heat co-host. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, I just don't know. I mm-hmm. just always depended on the kindness of strangers, to <laughs> as I go on to the trolley and the film ends. But yes, we're back. It may seem just like one week for you, yes, but it has been a, a year's worth of weeks for us, perhaps. Or yes. at least it's felt like that. <laughs> and and I rightfully so. I believe you had some yeah. engagements
0: oh. and then I... Uh, was attending the wedding of some dear friends. Mm-hmm. Uh so of course it was only 2 weeks but it feels like 3 years yes. because all that tea just dropped uh, yep. in the in the span of time that we were looking away. Yep. We were caught lacking and uh, uh so we had a lot of news to get through. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I do know I do want to note uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the lead on a small thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, at somewhere in there, there was, uh, in terms of anime and manga, there was, like, uh, some My Hero Academia stuff going oh, on. Oh, boy. Uh, like, something something bad happened, mm. I guess, because that hashtag was going for, like, a couple days, but I didn't click into it to avoid spoilers. Okay. But some bit bad plot event happened. I wouldn't know. The yep. internet was going crazy, I, you yep. know, so... The news uh, didn't reach me. Because I get those trends now. If, mm-hmm. if something One Piece related or something MHA related happens... The clock
1: on your bedside rings. And clock phone. Phone on your bedside rings. You know, and now <laughs>
0: Pokemon, too, because yep. people are following the, the World uh, Coronation Tournament. Uh, Rillaboom swept. Wow. We'll get to that, yep. but Rillaboom,
1: you know, more bad publicity. <sighs> uh, yeah. More big ooh in the media, huh? Yes. <laughs> all right, well, I guess since we're on the, the anime tangent, if this is an anime podcast after all... Mm-hmm. Um, Skate the Infinity, which will be a future watch on this show, yes. where uh, I think it's only 12 episodes for the first season, so it should be a, a light romp through Skate. Um, got a season two and an OVA announced, Very which nice. is very good because that dub is batshit bonkers funny, mm-hmm. so I can't wait to show that off on the podcast, and do you. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my first anime uh, news. I've uh, Got adjacent things, but do you have anything to speak on in the... Uh, Anime category?
0: Uh, well, in the anime category, uh, I saw a Dragon Ball Super superhero. Oh. And I loved it. Wow. Shocked. I... I... <laughs> I'm gonna... I gotta preface this with the same way that I prefaced it to my brother. Um, you know that I can't be objective mm-hmm. with Dragon Ball. No. Um, it is like... It warms my heart. I, I sit there and watch it. I'm like a kid again. And that being said, like, this was probably my favorite theater movie viewing experience this year so Mm. far. Like, this made me feel like I was a youngin going into a theater and being dazzled by what I was watching. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, which could sound stupid, but it, but it was like, it was like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is why I like this. This is why, this is why I'm here for it. This is why... You know, mm. and it, it was—it was just one of those things where, as with many people in the past couple years, like I've kind of been more selective about what I go to the movie theater for. Mm. We've gone to a handful of of, of like artsier ones yes. that we can that we can you know we want to support and everything. Um you know, but there's always a risk with going to some movies that you're going to sit there and it's going to be, you're going to have people eating and coughing <laughs> and throwing up. And <laughs> and this movie had that kind of audience, but I didn't even, it didn't even bother me. Wow. I was like, I... You were I, transported. I, yeah, I was I was transported to another realm and I just seriously enjoyed it. You were like, Nicole Kidman walking into that theater. It was. <laughs> and that banner did play yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Um, but it—it it was just—I uh, I don't know. It, it just surprised me in a lot of ways.
2: It—the
0: it, it, the main controversy leading up to it was that it—it it obviously is three D uh, CG or three hmm. D two D, like a blend of mm-hmm. it's, it's. There's a word for it. I think it's just called three D CG, um, where the character models are mostly still the same, but obviously they're rendered in three D. They move in three D. And there are, like, 2D correction shots that can be hand-drawn over that animation. Uh, So people were nervous about that. People were nervous about Dragon Ball transitioning to that because it has, you know, not only has it always been 2D, but the previous movie, Broly, Mm. had a veteran animator return who did incredibly, incredibly fluid, simplified, Mm. old-school animation for Mm. everything. And it was great. Um, but this 3D CG functioned a lot better than I was ispe- expecting, hmm. compared to the other 3D anime that I have watched. Yeah. Um, it, like, like, my thing with 3D anime has always been that you gotta make sure that, like, the personalities and the- Come through the static you, model, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, and it's, you know, how do you make sure that when they move around and they fight that it's not, like, weird- like a clearly rigged model mm-hmm. in a in like a fighting game, mm-hmm. and this this movie, I guess, as the technique has been refined, made full advantage of that. Mm. The fights are are frantic and fast paced. They, with the way that they use the sound plus this three D animation, you could feel the weight behind each hit. Like obviously, um, Gamma One and Gamma Two slash Moss and Menos mm-hmm. are slash mine and Minen mm-hmm. are. Like, full androids, so each hit against them, you would hear the metal thunk, oh. and the the punch would slow down, because mm. they're they're not taking the hit as much. Um, you know, they also got to do some stuff with uh, the, the true final enemy of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit of a Shin Godzilla reference in there Ooh. that they can kind of take advantage of with the full 3D. Um, and the characters were just as expressive as always. It mm. was uh, vibrant. It, it felt... It was just... I'm impressed. Like, I like I think that, that you know, this is one of those things where uh, the only option to see it near me was English dub, obviously. Mm. Um, but at some point, I do intend to go back and watch it in the original Japanese because literally if I had any complaint, it's that sometimes with 3D, it's much more difficult to sync the mouth with the English dialog mm. Um as far as I know, I am not positive. I think there are ways around that if the production is done in, like, a synchronized manner that mm-hmm. you can get alternate shots with mm-hmm. how the, the, you know, when the mouth moves mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but that was, that was quite literally it. It was just, like, it's not too noticeable, but it's like a character will say something, the camera will cut away, the dialogue will play out because it might just be easier to do that instead of lingering on them. Yeah um but otherwise I mean if this is the direction they choose to go by
1: all means wow yeah so high praise from dragon Ball Z uh scholar Dan Ryan
0: yeah mm. I I loved it definitely go check it out I think it I think it has done reasonably well for a limited release anime movie here mm. like it I think it I think it got number one this
1: weekend wow so uh, check it out mm. yeah okay uh in continuing with uh well we can go back to movies, because I think we'll have a little bit more to talk about the certain few that we saw. Uh, let's yes. transition for me to television. Mm-hmm. TV, Dan. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Um, there's two shows that I'm checking out recently that I'm kind of sort of into. Uh, one more than the other, much more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is going to be Neil Gaiman's The Sandman, which is on Netflix. I started that too. Um I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan, mm-hmm. but The Sandman, I knew I don't really know anything about because it was like a graphic novel series, yes. comic book thing that I was like, you know, I I, I fear to tread in that area sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I went in a little blind. Uh, it started real well. This mm-hmm. series, it's got a lot of star potential in it. Um, the the uh, The world building's good, the set design is good, I get where they're kinda going for Mm -hmm. in that respect, but then as the series went on, kinda turned into a flop for me. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm I have two episodes left. It's just the acting in the last few episodes has been I don't know how to describe this, like (laughs) non-existent. Like Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. I I watched the first episode. Yes. That's that's what I've seen so Mm -hmm. far. First episode. Um, I enjoyed that first episode. Yes, I did as well. I was drawn in. Mm -hmm. The trailer for what was to follow looked a little goofy. Yeah. Do you think that pans out as I I
1: would keep going? Oh, it gets a little goofy. And I don't know if it, like, I haven't read the source material, so I don't know if it's sticking towards that. I know they're changing up certain character designs and such, Mm -hmm. but... Where, when they do well with it, like, John John Cameron Mitchell comes out and sings songs from Gypsy in it. And I'm like, oh, all right, you're here. Yeah. This is fun. You're a quirky character. But then it does that thing where most Neil Gaiman shows, because I know American Gods did the same thing, yeah. even though that was, like, on Brian Fuller's plate in uh, Showtime, whatever it was on, Stars, whatever. It overstays its welcome, because this is only season one, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot more in the tank. Yes, I'm just afraid that it's going to get a little goofy, too goofy for me to handle, a la American Gods, because American Gods is a short book, and they had, like, three to four seasons of that on treacherous waters that never really got the finale it needed. Yeah, no, no, no. Production on American Gods was a shit show. I I don't
0: even know if we talked about that back at that, but that was, that was a... That was a fucking mess, yep. a- and which is a shame because it was like I watched like most of the first yeah. season, and then I'm like, okay, what? Are, what are people the... started
1: dropping out. Uh, like, yeah, the money wasn't going where it needed to. They changed. Brian Fuller didn't want to touch it at one point. They didn't know if they're filming or what. <sighs>
0: I I mean, what the he? Because Neil Gaiman was Good Omens, correct? Yes. And And American Gods. Yeah, and that did okay, Yeah, Good Omens is great. It's getting
1: a season two, which, again, it's Neil giving, like, season one was great. It covered the book, but now he's like, I've written so much material about these characters, I'm going to make a new season two. Which is fine. Like, the first season was a success. I'll see where this goes. I just wonder if it's a game in effects where you have too much of a good thing makes it a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, i the discussion that I saw was that Gaiman's not even positive that Netflix is giving them a yeah. season two. Yeah. Like, he said that he has the idea, but it, it has to be shopped out mm-hmm. to another... It might have to be shopped out to another. And, you know, that's you know, hearsay, but I don't... Yeah. But, I mean, this, this feels like one of those things where this Sandman project has been... Like, I remember being you know, high school Dan, mm-hmm. and I would check those, like, movie yeah. rumor websites. Like me with IT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, yeah, but mm-hmm. very similarly. Yeah. It was always it was Sandman and IT. Like, okay, which director has caught this hot potato this mm-hmm. week? Who's dropping out of the project now? Mm-hmm. I think the last time it gained significant traction was, like, 2013 or 16. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm-hmm. was going to star. Mm-hmm. He dropped it. The studio dropped it went back into the ether and you know so this has been a long time coming and then to just i don't know i would hope that for all that work it yeah. has like a little bit of a
1: shelf yeah. life but... and and i'll stick with it yeah. like i'll give him or it the benefit of the doubt um when it works it works like Gwendolyn christie plays lucifer mm-hmm. she's great in it the person that they got to play um desire amazing. Mm-hmm. I said this should have been our storyline or something like this to give this person an episode. Mm-hmm. Because it, And, like, the set design's cool. Like, when they go to hell and all these other cinema cinematic places, yeah. it looks good. So we know it has a budget yeah. to hire these people. I just wonder, is it a choice to have the acting feel like these people aren't human beings? <laughs> or, like, you know, they're not... It's just odd. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't mesh well with me, yeah, and that stuck out like a sore thumb. But the second show that I've been watching, mm-hmm. and I hope Grand Faroque is listening, it's based on uh, one of our sacred films, mm-hmm. A League of Their Own, uh, starring right. Abby Jacobson and such on Amazon. Um, we've got Darcy Carden, who is a, a bombshell. You may know her from The Good Place, uh, where she plays Janet. She's like in all those mm-hmm. memes online, so you would pick up yeah. on it. It's yeah. just... I. I like it a lot. I think it's charming and endearing. These girls playing some baseball. We get some, uh, talks about, like, sexuality or gender orientation and then how different nationalities would play baseball. So we have, like, you know, the African-American team and showing their struggles versus, uh, the Georgia Peaches Mm -hmm. (laughs) as they try to get their lives together. But it's quirky. It's cute. Um... It doesn't overstay. The episodes aren't too overlong, and I could just feel like a lot of heart has been placed in this show. If you're a fan of the original film, yes, yeah, oh, I'd yeah. say I'd say I am. Yeah, there's and no you, you guys oh, certainly are. Oh my so goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. Gee, Mister, that was a mighty good pee. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, just check it out. I think it's you know it was a breath of fresh air this week when I was stressed, and I still have two episodes left. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes if it gets a season two or what or how it ends. Of course, yeah, um.
0: I'll take the I'll take the lead. <laughs> uh, in terms of TV, House of the Dragon premiered. Oh, I didn't watch, but everyone in the world apparently did. Everyone in the world apparently did enough yeah. to get a second season right off the immediately. Gate. Yes. Oh my goodness gracious! That's what the That's what the papers are saying. Oh uh, no! But uh, House of the Dragon premiered. Um, I, knowing what I know about the lore of the Westeros and all that stuff, this show is going to depict like the War of the Roses inspired event mm-hmm. that caused the Targaryens to go to shit. Okay. So it's like, I think it's like, I don't know, two or three hundred years before Daenerys. Uh, you know, the, the the Targaryen house is at its peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, it's, it's Pax Westeros. They're <laughs> all, you know, they got dragons. They got, they got Magic, white-haired <laughs> babes. They got, they got everything. Um, Dornishmen. <laughs> there is a Dornishman. I, I saw the meme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and like this is, if I remember that background information correctly, it's mm. like the house is going to splinter. It's going to cause like this huge war, and then by the end of it, the Targaryens will be the. A uh, crazy mm. dragon people that we know and love. I don't think uh, living it, it, in Westeros is fun. No, <laughs> it's a bad not. place to live. Um, but it was good. Like it, it's yeah? like the cast seems different enough from the old mm-hmm. cast mm-hmm. that like, like I don't know what you know to what aspect uh, like or to what extent D and D are involved in this. Mm-hmm. If they are. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that they, I think that the people writing this show took lessons from that, and... That awful last season. (laughs) Like, people like the knight stuff, they like the princesses, they like the courtly intrigue. Yep. So, uh, our main character, Rhaenyra, the young princess who kinda has to ascend into a leadership position, I think her name is Rhaenyra. It's fine. They all sound the same, but, um... You know, we get, like, she blends some of people's favorite plot elements Ooh. from Game of Thrones. We got knights fighting. We got uh, Matt Smith as evil uncle. Matt L- Smith is in this? He is. What the hey? He's prominent. He, if anything, he's, like, the main antagonist. He's so literally
1: like, in everything. He is. <laughs> this can, and Morbius. It's can, just, yeah. And, yeah. you know, Last Night in Soho. Last he's night, on more
0: TV. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's popping up he's in everything. He's in everything. Can't escape him. <laughs> um, You know, and then, like... Uh, lots of lore and intrigue and, you know, they... I, I don't... I, <laughs> after what happened with Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I approached this series hesitantly. Yeah. As we should. As, as anyone and it's should. it's still early, you know? Is, no. Literally just the first step. Yep. So, but in that first step, because it premieres every Sunday, but first step, it goes into King's Landing... And It's a fancier-looking version of King's Landing. Mm-hmm. It's newer-looking, and they still have the full dragon roost building mm-hmm. that was uh, that was abandoned by the time Daenerys was born. Um, you know, and it was going through, and a more upbeat version of, oh. the, of the Game of Thrones okay. theme was playing. Wow. And it you know the camera goes through the inside of the Red Keep is beautifully lit, and it, mm-hmm. you know. That one uh, the skull of that giant dragon is kept in like a, a shrine of honor still, mm. and I'm like Alright. Okay, kay. yeah. Yeah. This is okay. They're conveying things without stupid dialogue. Mm-hmm. They're they're showing what's going on. They're mm-hmm. it has a plot, mm. it has lore. It has we sadly know what it leads to, yeah.
1: but this could be an interesting addition to mm. everything. So I yeah. hope that uh um, we get the origin of, the season one ends with a baby girl being born, and they go, this is Alenia. <laughs> and, that's Alenia. and it just has Diana Rigg. She's like 300 F- years yeah, yeah. old. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This little Diana Rig on the face. Yeah. <laughs> just a baby photo. That's all I know. That, and I hope we get like a comedic bottle episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone stuck in a room or something. Stuck in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe I'll check it out. I, I still haven't forgiven them, so... No gonna be hard that that was
0: one of the biggest shit shows in existence yeah uh so it has a lot to make up for but people did tune in to watch it Mm -hmm. so at this point we only have ourselves to blame if that
1: if that goes wrong so that's true true. um do you want to continue talking about tv i have two video game things to get to
0: oh okay i'll finish tv then uh the only other thing that started that i watched this past week was she hulk attorney at law and it's cute Oh, it's 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 like it's exactly what She Hulk should be. She's Mm -hmm. sarcastic. She breaks the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. Um, Considering that it's a She Hulk show, uh,
1: people are fighting online like crazy about it. Yep. Um, Does the uh, makeup or what do they use for her CG? CG look good? I think so. Okay. I
0: think it's like it's not. It's nothing like noticeably bad. Mm. Um, like, and then there's a lot of scenes in the first episode where the Hulk shows up, and, uh, he's the Hulk the entire time, so Mm. the, the, as far as I can tell, the CGI looks good. Um, you know, but it, it is written in a very cheesy fashion, because that's what She-Hulk has always been, because that was, I, I think that was, I, I don't remember, and I'm not positive, but it was like, She-Hulk was one of those things where it was like, the, People up top were like, we need to give Hulk, like, a side character who can have their own series. Mm -hmm. And then She-Hulk was, like, the less stressful alternative to the main Hulk series. So she's always been funny. She's always been, like, laid back. She always breaks the fourth wall. She's, like, you know, she's always had, like, better control of her powers. Because I think in some versions it's because she's not, like... Her Hulk mutation didn't happen the same way that mm-hmm. Bruce's did, mm-hmm. so she's, like, just as strong, but she can control everything a little bit better. Mm. Um, and it's, it's good, it's just, like, I love the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite superheroes. Mm-hmm. Because of the weird rights limbo between Universal and Marvel, he hasn't gotten a solo project in a while, uh, but this feels close to that. Okay, this feels like it's given him some development while still letting She-Hulk be the main character. Is it comedy? It's comedic. Yeah, okay. Okay. it's like like I would
1: say it's not a gritty, realistic attorney.
0: No, it's like it's like superhero. It's like a superhero show under the guise of like uh like a comedic courtroom, like Ally McBeal. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that. Like that's what She-Hulk herself is trying to in part like she he addresses the audience and she's like you know i'm expected to do superhero shit but i would rather do i would rather be strong female lawyer who doesn't mm-hmm. take shit mm-hmm. so you're gonna watch me do that yep in like you know and it's it, i like it it's yeah. like that's how she should be okay. it, it, it's um but of course people have been fighting yeah uh, I, I saw a lot of that online uh, tiktokers yeah. have declared this the end of marvel yeah, they've uh, yeah. They they made because um, Tim not Tim Roth yeah T- yeah Tim Roth mm. is back as uh, Emil Blonsky the Abomination mm. um, and when the Abomination first showed up in the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton many years ago mm-hmm. um, he looked like a big skeletal you know monstrous version of Hulk mm. uh, but for this show they redid his appearance to look like the comics. So he looks like a slightly bigger Hulk with, um, kind of like Creature from the Black Lagoon fin ears. Mm. And people got exceptionally angry about that. People, Mm. like, all over, all these TikToks were like, I can't believe this. He looks like a fish person and no one's allowed to be scary. Men can't be scary anymore. And 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 I'm like, like, guys, he, that's how Abomination looks. That's. That's how Abomination has looked since he showed up in the comics in the 60s. thats He's always been a weird-looking fish dude. That's just, mm. you know, because he's symbolically, he's more monstrous than the Hulk is, so he doesn't look like a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, N- there's so- no reasoning with them, Dan. Just... But, I, like, I gotta, I, I just had to, yeah, like, yep. I, to yeah, anyone who doesn't know, yep. to anyone who doesn't know, the abomination has always been, a, like, a, looking like a fish guy. That's, that's what I'll he's take supposed word to. word for yeah. It, yeah. So, uh, just, just, just,
1: just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. But that's all I have to say, so all right. go on. So, video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xenoblade 3, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, <laughs> loving it. <laughs> Give yeah. me a Monado, baby. I'm a Xenoblade stan. I'm only... Uh, only on uh, chapter three so far, and I'm 30 hours in, mm-hmm. and there's st- so much, Dan. There's a lot of game. It's the biggest game. The yeah. Elden Ring is just a drop in a bucket compared to this. Wow, <laughs> it's oh. it's huge, Dan. Like I, I don't know, I don't know how people are blazing through it. There's so much to do, so much wonderful things to see in Xenoblade. Lovable goofs that join your team. Yeah. Oh, it, it's just and like. I was surprised at the pathos that they made me feel just two chapters in. I said, "I care about these characters, even though yeah. there's six of them." Like, what? <laughs> well, you know,
0: as you've conveyed to me in in, in frantic messages, you like, <laughs> I, I, I I guess you didn't expect no this to much be of, wowed, to this be invested, much, yeah, yeah. But that's, but it sounds like it's it's perfectly suited for your because. You know, mm-hmm. lots to fucking do, yep. it seems like, yep. <laughs> or sounds like, basically. Oh, yes, I have not yes. actually seen, I have not sat down and watched any gameplay, but, mm-hmm. uh,
1: you, you're having, it's good grinding? It's great grinding. Mm-hmm. Great grinding. Best in the, mm, chef's kiss. I love it so much. Uh, and then it's gonna be competing for my time with Splatoon coming right around the corner. Right. Either, I think it's this week or next week. I won't be available to play it anyway, but we did have a Splatoon 3 Direct Mm -hmm. in the time that we were apart from one another, and we had a Splatfest. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Splatoon 3 Direct, uh, it kind of left us with some questions. Not me, but like, the general Splatoon fan. Some people feel that it's a little too similar to what Mm -hmm. they put out, but Splatoon's kind of always been like that to me. Like, they just slightly modify the things because if it ain't broke, Dan, don't fix it. No, but I I have argued that that is a good that yeah. is that is a fine
0: yeah. direction. Mm-hmm. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Pokemon fans, uh, but oh, yeah, that's oh, what I oh, so yeah. yeah but
1: uh, but Go I, on. I I enjoy it so much. The uh, I had my doubts, Sister James, as well. But uh, uh, the they gave us new idols. They gave us Shiver, Fry, and Big Guy. Who do you think my favorite Well, was? <laughs> someone stole it. They're actually, you know, without the, the competing pop girl idols, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think people, they're a lot more open online, which is mm-hmm. concerning, but at the same time, it's a welcome environment to be in. I see a lot of love for all of them equally, Good, but Big Guy, obviously, is the, the fan favorite mm-hmm. at the moment, uh, even though he horrendously lost the Splatfest, <laughs> the team I chose, of course. Well, you know.
0: Uh, but you said, mechanically now, that there can be three way like, yes, you have to vote so, for yes, three. So I'll,
1: yeah, so the way Splatfest used to go is you pick a team, you fight for it, you ink the turf, you do another round, whatever. The one at the the most popular gets some points, and then the, the two tiers of uh, competitive battling get some points. Mm-hmm. This time around, the first part is still the same. You do a turf war, except it's three teams instead of two. Mm-hmm. Um, Then halfway through the Splatfest, things change, Dan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The pop idols come out and they say, we're going to put the team that's currently in the lead in this area of the world in the middle of the stage. And then you're going to get two people from the other teams to fight to ink the turf in the middle. It's very zany, very complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, Grant Faroque is the only one who's played the matches. I think Grant and John, because Matt and I had other business to do Mm -hmm. last night, but uh, he says it's it felt impossible to win as Team Scissors, because that's where we were in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So I think, and Splatoon usually does this, they'll work out the kinks, yeah. and they'll update, like, the style of play and maybe the point system as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. They just need people to, I guess, test it. So, yeah. I like that. Um, I like the world that they're giving us. Uh, Apparently another very solid single-player adventure. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're already getting DLC, and that Octo DLC was some of the best DLC I've ever had in a game before. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. It built the world, fleshed out the Octoling backstory, and had, like, cool challenging challenges. It wasn't baby mode. It actually required you to be good at Splatoon, Mm -hmm. uh, which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just happy. I can't believe it comes out so soon. And I can only imagine the world. Because originally this was going to come out when Xenoblade did. Mm-hmm. But they switched the dates on us. They gave Xenoblade the Splatoon summer launch. And okay. now they're giving Splatoon 3 the uh, quiet September opening. <laughs> hey, yeah. wherever those squids can thrive. Uh, uh, squid or kid. Squid or kid. Yeah. Or Octo. Or Ray. Or Ray. <laughs> <laughs> or Ray. Yeah, there's a ton of sea creatures. But, you know, since... Splatfest is a thing they did work out the what seems to be the internet connection issues good it's very seamless we only had like two disconnects and we played for like four hours Mm -hmm. and i mean it was quick and easy finding a match now apparently if you rage disconnect you get you physically get docked a point or whatever Mm -hmm. it goes on your record that you lost that match but your teammates who didn't disconnect eh, it's just wiped it's like nope we won't oh, worry okay. about that. Very nice. I said, wow, they're, they're yeah. listening. They do care. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say "I." It's, that's usually, mm-hmm. that's one complaint I've heard. Yeah. But... We get a card game in this one, too, that you can play. You get to decorate a locker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New fashion trends. Um, it just seems really cool. But since Splatfest is a thing, as I do always, I have to ask you, Dan, which team would you be on? Team rock, team paper, or team scissors? <laughs> um... To
0: reference Hunter Hunter, uh Gone Freaks, he his signature move was Rock, Paper,
1: Scissors, mm-hmm. his strongest move was rock. So I'm going with Rock. Well, guess what, Dan? You would have won the first Splatfest then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Team Rock won in a landslide. I'm a weeder here. Yeah. <laughs> well, congrats. We'll see how this trend continues in the future. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, but yeah, But always as always ask, because I always the, the days of ketchup v mayo,
1: oh, dawn of justice. <laughs> I remember when I took a low blow and I had to play on team ice cream,
0: <laughs> even, though,
1: <laughs> even though I'm team cake, just so Grant and I could play on the same team. On principle, Grant could not support team cake. <laughs> could not support team cake, and I, they deigned to me to pick scissors, and I did them. I did them poorly, I guess. <laughs> I said scissors was the best choice, Dad. You could cut things with them. Oh, is that why scissors can't cut the thread? Or yes, yes. There were plenty of funny posts. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but we have two movies to talk about now. Uh, Small so oh, video right, game. Okay. I'll,
0: I'll get the Pokemon yeah, yeah. thing out of the way. Okey-dokey. Uh We got, uh, in, the, in the midst of these chaotic weeks, <laughs> we got, uh, because the uh, video game championships for Pokemon happened, uh, so we got a trailer for Scarlet and Violet mm-hmm. showcasing Cyclazar, <laughs> Uh the seemingly much more common in-between state for mm-hmm. uh, Coridon and Miridon, yep. which reinforces a lot of those leaks yeah. about uh, ancient and future paradox mm-hmm. forms. Because which I love. Yeah, if they do it this way, really, really cool. Very nice. Be very excited for that. Yeah. Um, it, well, I mean, it, I think that's all but confirmed now, mm-hmm. because that's literally how that is. Yep. Uh, but we got we got some street toughs riding around on these lizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will presumably be the center point protagonist who gets a special yep. l- lizard motorcycle yep. <laughs> for your journey. Um, Where it's
1: like sitting near the radiation station or whatever, yeah. the power plant, and then, oh my goodness, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he get that yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm sure your rival's not gonna bring it up. No. They'll be like, oh.
0: And then I think it was just like a lot of... Uh, like, obviously the battle stadium for online battles is back. Uh, they showed the teralastalizing in effect, like how you could use it to, to snoop your opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, change types at the last minute to void out certain attacks. They introduced a lot of, like, weird new battle items, like the one-time use... Things that people build strategies over. I like last gen. It was like the room service cart, uh, and then for a couple gens, like the heavy boots have been really popular. Uh, air balloons, stuff like that. So uh, the, com- the competitive scene will, at the very least, be there for these games. Um, and I should also note that because uh, I don't know, I don't know how much coverage this has gotten mm-hmm. over the past few weeks, but it's an interesting. I mean, this is already a big news sec- section, and we got a bit more to go, uh, but if no one minds, mm-hmm. um, in addition to this Pokemon news, Game Freak also, in a very big move of transparency, came out and explained what happened with the models going into the Switch generation. They, uh, at I, I think at, like, a tech school in Japan, mm-hmm. they gave a presentation like uh, you know, step by step of of what the process was and like what the difficulties were leading into uh making Sword and Shield. Mm. Um because uh, you know, obviously at the time when Sword and Shield came out, the dex cut was was the first sign for folks that things things were going to get iffy. Mm-hmm. Um and famously people were mad at Game Freak because they came out on that one Nintendo Treehouse and they're like, oh, we're we're sacri- you know. We're gonna cut some of the decks to focus on mm. animations, mm-hmm. and people, you know, would then go through the trailers and they'd look at the same battle animations, uh, you know, similar to the ones from the previous gen. They're like, okay, this is what you cut the decks stuff for. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, as far as this, you know, presentation shows off, it's like we we we've vo- all like. They, they pretty much explained, like, okay, we always have small teams working in shifts to deliver different games. We had a database of models designed by this other team. But then going into the Switch and going into its graphical power and, you know, mm-hmm. not only having to place Pokemon in an open world, sort of, but also put them in, like, camp and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, every Pokemon needed a full set of animations that are not just the battle animations. They needed behavior Mm -hmm. things. So it was like, we, you know, in the run-up to that, we got ourselves into a time crunch. We didn't have enough people to do that Mm -hmm. at the time, uh, to, like, deliver that for all 900 models. So we went and, you know, we picked the ones that we could, got them over, and then now the system is streamlined to the point where uh, basically Scarlet and Violet and Legends Arceus were able to be developed at the same time Mm -hmm. uh, because this process of kind of importing, uh, you know, models Models. became efficient enough. And it's one of those, like, I would recommend checking it out. I think some people have put it on Twitter, but I would recommend checking it out if you're into, like, that game design aspect because Mm -hmm. there was some interesting... Points that they made about how, like, okay, on the 3DS, like, we could only drag the models from here, put them in here, and Mm -hmm. they'd all look the same. Now we can take the model, and if we need to change the art style up, Mm -hmm. if we want to put it in something like Legends Arceus, or if we want to put it in Scarlet and Violet, the the visual effects and the movements of that Pokemon can now mm. change. Okay. Uh, it, can, it can look different between the two of them while still being the same model. Mm. So interesting from a, from a tech, like a game yeah. development yeah. standpoint, but that was, uh, that was one thing that came out. Mm-hmm. But That, that
1: concludes yes. that portion. All right, so two movies. Yes. Uh, let's start with Prey, shall we?
0: I loved it <laughs> loved it
1: loved it i i mean i love the original Predator. Yes. yes it's a it's a fan favorite of mine but this why didn't we get this in the cinema show it should have it should have fabulous acting from um uh, amber mid-thunder mm-hmm. i think it's her name and then we also got the the option to watch it with kamachi sub- yeah subtitles which i'm gonna go back and watch it again i watched this forever i've already watched it twice i've watched it then i showed it to some people and
0: it it, it, it it's great it is it is a delightfully fucking simple
1: yes, horror movie yes <laughs> like, and that's all i ask yeah they didn't they didn't reinvent you don't get the you ain't gotta reinvent the wheel did <laughs> it's I- it's all you need got a badass badass uh, final girl badass monster historically accurate setting yep actual people who should play those roles playing the roles well, and not only, and and
0: and Predator himself, like they gave him a slightly creepier yeah. redesign, yeah. And even though you know he's there, mm-hmm. they still managed to build tension with his reveal. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't get the full body no. screen when it happened. Yeah. I went, <gasps> yeah. I did a little gasp then. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was it was treated with the same kind of gravity as it did in the original one. Mm-hmm. And that, in that, the early section of that movie, there's all those little fake-outs mm-hmm. where you think that he's gonna pop out at them, mm-hmm. but then it's just, like... It, it, loved it. Yeah.
1: Just... just Watch Prey. So simple. Yep. Yeah, please watch yep. Prey. Uh, if I had a nitpick, very little. Some of the CGI was a little... But some of it. Just a little bit of it. Like, the aminals. Yeah. Some of the aminals were... <laughs> My nitpick was the Wilhelm scream. Oh yeah, that's true. But, that they, but they put that in for like a fun. I thing know, like. but I, I, I'm getting a little tired. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to fun, Dan? You There's have no fun, fun allowed. Yeah. There's
0: absolutely no. If people don't like fish abomination, then I can't. All get you out. do
1: now is yell at Marvel fans and have no fun, Dan. <laughs> no fun.
0: No. My heart is a lump of coal, but uh, but no, great movie. Yeah. Like it. It is. It is just a again, uh, fantastically simple. Person versus unknown threat Mm -hmm. overcoming it strategically. And it like it is just uh Like it parallels it parallels the first one in so many ways. Um without feeling like it's remaking or like rebooting anything. It's it's like they they integrated like that if it bleeds we can kill it line, Mm -hmm. like it's not shoehorned, like Mm -hmm. it's it's like it just flows in there yeah. they they have the fucking flintlock gun from predator 2 the mm-hmm. that uh, wow. cuz at the end of predator 2 Danny mm-hmm. Glover is like uh-huh. uh, how long you have you guys been here and the predator tosses him that exact gun mm-hmm. and uh so it's like there's references yeah. but there's not like it's it's not over, word, yeah, it's not yeah, overdoing yeah. it, yeah, yeah. and even and even compared to you know obviously correct to the time period, uh, you know the protagonist is is fighting him with like what she has mm-hmm. as long as well as like again you got to watch it and learning a, and we yeah. get
1: we get a good dog, <laughs> but then like
0: but then even even uh, even the predators tech is simpler yeah. because it's it's a hundred a couple hundred years mm-hmm. earlier for them too, yeah. so they gotta like they're also. Not quite where they are, but they're like, you know, he's walking around in that skull
1: mask, mm-hmm. and it's perfect. Yep, perfect. Great film. And then another supposedly great film, mm-hmm. Little Birdie told me you got around to watching Jordan Peele's, uh, uh nope. I did. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I knew you would love it. I guess we could spoil it, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, jump see. ahead if you're- if Well, you're, I don't you're... know to when, just jump ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, alien, Dan, not an Alien was a cryptid, kind of, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I said, Dan's gonna love that. I did. Yeah, all the anime references. Apparently, though, uh they did cut a lot from this film, but I don't think I noticed in watching like it. Uh, there were whole plot lines where Barbie Ferreira, who was that one girl in, like, the, the Best Buy store with the... I forget the one guy's name. Angel? Angel, yeah. yeah. Um She was supposed to, like, have a whole subplot, but... Oddly enough, Barbie Ferreira is not having a good year. She just dropped out of the cast of Euphoria for mm-hmm. season three after having problems with the director, supposedly. But it just—I it, don't know what ha- what's happening. All her roles are getting cut from things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was just interesting to me. Um, just a whole subplot that we gonna have more with the uh, the oh my god the buddy the buddy the chimp buddy the ape. Gordy Gordy. Sorry, yeah. it's been uh, two weeks or so oh, since I, I've seen it. But uh, it, they were gonna have more. Just general. Yeah, uh, I would like to see like where they would go with that if it had, like, a Blu-ray special feature system, but... I assume it would, yeah. yeah. But I enjoyed it thoroughly when watching it for the first time.
0: Like, I... It is, it is just, (laughs) it is, it is a... Such... I have never seen the theme of this movie Mm -hmm. tackled Mm -hmm. that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think it gets any lip service ever, but, uh, spoiler alert, again, for mm-hmm. those who have not seen it, the most predominant theme of the movie is stupid humans should not be using animals <laughs> to perform things. Yeah,
1: well, it's like a commentary on the Hollywood machine, too. Yes.
0: Yep. And, but yes, and, yeah. And it's it's like, it, 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 you know, it is, you you do not, um at the end of the day, like, these animals have boundaries that mm-hmm. need to be respected. Mm-hmm. I think, from what I read and what I've, like, the vibes I got, it was very much inspired by that real-world incident a couple yeah, of years ago yep. where the, the chimp, chimp attacked attack the its lead. owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like... It, it, it's... I, like, I've never seen a movie tackle that issue before. Mm-hmm. And it's... The way that the monster functions, like, O.J. is the one who figures it yep. out. He's yep. like, it's a territorial... Jellyfish thing. Mm-hmm. Do not look into its eye. Yeah. That is perceived as a threat. Do not turn. Like if you turn your back to it, it
1: mm-hmm.
0: will also try to. It like you. You have to handle it like a territorial predator.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just it's just because you you never see movie monsters handled that way. Yeah. Where like an animal, and it's that's not to say that like like obviously like his whole thing is that he, he's a horse trainer. Mm-hmm. But he manages to apply enough of his skills to, to yeah. like, like okay, this this thing is a is is just looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. It's going to fight anything that it perceives as a threat. Here's what you don't do to make yourself a threat. It ate like it ate a fake horse statue mm-hmm. with ribbons on it. Mm-hmm. So now it associates ribbons with pain. So mm-hmm. let's use that to our advantage. Like it's and it, the the whole like.
1: From the trailer to the final yeah.
0: movie, I I would have gotten none yeah, of this. Yeah,
1: I I was telling you, I think it was it's one of the best edited trailers because it spoils nothing no, about the film. Not you a wouldn't thing. know. Like you could watch it and enjoy it. Yeah. for what it is, it completely different experience. I really liked um, how he had the themes of basically survivor's guilt in this mm-hmm. and, like, the concept of a bad miracle. like yes. Like, lingering on something that traumatized you as a child in the wrong way and not comprehending the lesson that you should have learned from that. Exactly. I I was like, ooh, num, 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 I love this. I love this think piece that's going on here. Yeah. Because
0: that was, uh, again, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, uh, the characters, uh, Jupiter... Mm-hmm is uh he... he's a
1: Jonathan <laughs> child <laughs> actor. A child actor survivor he witnessed delusional he was,
0: yeah he, he was on a, a 90s sitcom with called Gordy's home <laughs> where uh, they had a chimpanzee and then one day uh, as chimpanzees will do a balloon exploded in mm-hmm. the set lights mm-hmm. and uh, the chimp attacked and killed the two cast yep. members and ripped the face off of
1: the older sister mm-hmm. character, and thanks to a bad miracle, which was a standing shoe—yeah, something that you just latch onto—he didn't make eye contact with Gordy, and you know the whole thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, he got he got like a fist bump. Yep, and then from there, Jupiter wrongly is ass- because I no because I yeah because I love that too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that was the point. I'm yeah, I'm special like mm-hmm. this. I I have a bond with animals mm-hmm. that no one else does. Mm-hmm. So jellyfish won't eat me. Yes. (laughs) And
1: I'm like... (sighs) Mm -hmm. And, and like, it wasn't... It's not a horror film. Like, it's not as scary as it should be. There is one chilling scene, that abduction scene... Yes. ...that I was like, ooh, I feel skeeved out about that. Yeah, that's, like, body horror. Yeah, and, like, the bloody house. I loved that. Raining blood on the house. That was amazing. But it's not horror horror. It's more about the, the story of this family just trying to get on you know (laughs) like in their business and you know i i loved the the sibling relationship i think kiki palmer was great in this she's really having a renaissance lately i want to see her in more stuff i don't know i i I just really enjoyed it after think like thinking about it and stewing on it for a bit and i knew that jordan peele was an anime fan because he clearly watched evangelion and he clearly watched akira he had all these clues yeah, those those are the
0: two most like you'll you'll anyone who watches this who's listening to this will mm-hmm. get those two moments uh but again it was just i i just uh, that that original trailer cuz i went back and looked into mm-hmm. it after i watched mm-hmm. i went back and i'm like what was the what was the and if you go back and look at the original trailer there's footage that has nothing to do with the movie yep. there's like shots of like a hermit crab walking mm-hmm. around in a house mm-hmm. And you think, like, oh, God, at some point, is, like, surrealism going to come into play? Mm-hmm. And, but it, but it's there as misdirection. It's there so you don't know yeah. what is going to happen. And it's...
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Check that out, too. Then maybe give Elvis a watch. We That TikTok with those two girls playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing Elvis and have the they, Colonel. Have they recreated the whole movie? <laughs> they should. If yeah. not, they beat us to our job, Dan.
0: I have one more news. Keep uh, going, yeah, uh, yeah. If you don't mind, yeah, we're, we're right. getting on in length here, yeah, but I, I, I got to talk about. I got to talk about WB imploding. Oh boy! Because I wasn't gonna. I I, just, I thought it would be fun to bring this up because we show up for physical media here, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's good to be reminded why. Yeah, it's good to uh, be right, Dan. <laughs> because um, over the past couple weeks there was a huge purge of content from HBO Max, Mm -hmm. uh, including several, I think, original scripted things. A lot of cartoons. A lot of cartoons. Mm -hmm. Mostly cartoons. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, this was done, apparently, by the new guy in charge of HBO Max um, who wanted to cut a bunch of stuff to get a $3 billion tax credit. Mm. And I apologize if I'm getting numbers wrong. So this was all done for a $3 billion tax credit. Yep. Uh, WB Discovery lost $22 billion mm-hmm. in stock value. Mm-hmm. Uh, insert... <laughs> Those numbers aren't numbering, Dan. <laughs> you got to insert the banjo laugh there. Uh, Goal, huh? And, you know, some of this stuff is just gone. Yeah. Like, because it, it hasn't gotten any kind Physical, of home media release. Yep, yep. It's not up anywhere else. Um, so it would come down to the original creators saving that work uh, to make sure that it that it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, One aspect of this was, I, I think on the last episode, we referenced uh, Batgirl getting mm-hmm. canceled 80% way through production. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of the directors came back to the studio, and the the print of the film was just gone. Yeah. It had been deleted off of the server that she had access to, uh, and that was it. It was gone. Um, wow. And, you know, but then other rumors have started circulating that around the studio, um, y- you know, executives are showing off yep. a, a, a cut yeah. of Batgirl. Mm-hmm. So they have access to it, but the creator does not, mm-hmm. and it's like it's why you got to make sure that some of this this digital content has some has like a home outside of mm-hmm. just one place yes. because if not,
1: society's yeah. gonna
0: collapse then. Um, and speaking of society <laughs> collapsing, uh, after this whole mess is said and done, tons of movies have been pushed back and delayed meaning that all wb is putting out this year or wb discovery is putting out this year is black adam and don't worry darling
1: oh and don't worry darling that's a whole kettle of fish right there y- yeah i was gonna Oof. i mean we could... it, be, it should be called worry darling yeah holy shit, <laughs> shit darling
0: That has flooded my TikTok It's just Florence
1: Pugh does not want to be involved with it. Rightfully so. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. shit. She really (laughs) ate up. They said, who do we put Harry Styles in in his acting cinema debut? Oh, the queen of queens that's going to eat him up. (laughs) But but,
0: there's there's more layers. There is more, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the whole Olivia Wilde, Shia LaBeouf thing. It, it, It is... Like, that movie has had just week after week of, like, terrible word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's just Stepford Wives. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could have t- told you that. So I, I'm interested to see what happens with, with, with WB Discovery here. Yeah. I, I, I don't, uh... Getting bad vibes.
1: <laughs> Maybe they'll realize the error of their wrongs and reverse the system. <laughs> no. no, no, that'd be too easy. Um... <laughs> They'll just undo reverse. We saw we. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. We yeah. were just uh, cleaning the media. Yes, that's right, cleaning. it. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. But yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> treasure your physical media because yes. uh, it might,
1: let them might take it from you.
0: <laughs> um, I think that concludes all the news I have. That's everything I got. Okay. Ooh. My my tangent. Tiny tangent. Tiny tangent. Got uh, some Pokemon topaz and lapis housekeeping. Mm. Uh, I did not post anything this week because I forgot. Um, <laughs> but I you have... need to
1: tie a ribbon around your string, like I tell you. <laughs> I gotta,
0: I gotta put a room in my mind palace. Yeah. To... Get a
1: my little reminder,
0: Dan. <laughs> in, the, in the in the Stardew Valley room, I gotta put a little Pokemon <laughs> figure so that I remember uh, when I'm walking through what to do. Uh, but a lot of art is done, ready to go. Mm. Uh, just busy. Yep. Um, but in, in the course of, uh, you know, discussions here and there, I think off mic last time, uh, there there's some uh, you know, brief lore things that we came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, one gimmick that we have, we already explained to you guys that the Galapagos Islands will be represented by Time Skip Island, where uh, Pokemon will get evolutions that age them into ancient wizened forms of themselves, mm-hmm. uh, playing those tropes accordingly. Uh, Shockingly, we also decided to add a Fountain of Youth, uh, perhaps guarded by a pokey-equivalent Conquistador, Mm. uh, who, you know, perhaps you'll battle him at some point, and that area will Mm de-age ones like Drampa. And uh, I believe Alakazam the one
1: or whatever we said.
0: Yeah, I sent you. Kadabra will <laughs> will de-age into a a, a douchebag oh, okay. modern yep. magician like mm-hmm. Las Vegas magician mm-hmm. instead of like the wise Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Um, and things will those two places will serve as that. Um, you know, because Mega Evolution's coming back. We got that yep. gimmick. So our our gimmick will be these evolutions. Yes. Um, So, uh, in in my free time, I have been given 110% (laughs) to to giving our region stupid location names. Mm -hmm. I am halfway done through the region. Okay. Uh, I'm doing the towns and cities first, and what feels like a year ago at this point, I said to you, like, I don't have any better ideas, I'm going to make them puns with Pokemon names. I love that, yeah. So, like, you know, each location will be named after, you know, whoever was the founder, their favorite model. So, you start at Lone Pine Co. Ranch. Mm. Uh, the old west town is Sprout Post. Oh. Um, <laughs> then you, you keep going into, uh, I believe I ended up calling it uh, Drillbury or Drillburg.
1: Oh my god, Dan, you have to be stopped. <laughs> um,
0: and then uh, the railway city is Agronel. Ugh. Oh beautiful Um, and then the uh, New Orleans is Delmere oh because I got ghosts and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, Houston I went with I believe I went with either yeah Solgaston Mm -hmm. or Solgaston Mm -hmm. like Solgaleo Mm -hmm. space themed Uh, Dallas is I believe I went with um, ah, what was it Gallifrey, Mm. like Gallade, Mm. and then Odessa is Ooh. and then you go down south, and uh, Mexico City, which will be the largest one in the game, for now, is, I'm calling it, I've been calling it (laughs) Charizaka. (laughs)
1: Charizaka!
0: Because it's, I'm picturing like old redstone buildings, and it's like that, Mm. Um. And that's where I left off, and then uh, the Amazon will be the Mazoan, wow. and then Rio de Janeiro will be Arcreos. Because it's gonna have to have an Arceus the Redeemer statue. You
1: know, some <laughs> some people get to watch engineers build things. I let me fucking die. No, I said I just got to watch uh, Picasso himself paint a painting. <laughs> I, I, I I conduct a symphony of l- the mind. Left no stone unturned. No crumb uneaten.
0: I I was like Mozart over the <laughs> like ah, this this. Too many similar consonants to this other one. I got to. <laughs> I got to. And I went down the list of uh, of, of both English and Spanish oh, town names. What each word means. Cross-referenced in the library. So uh, you know, I so as to not be insensitive or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I I'm trying my best to to think of uh, you know, good names for all of them. Uh, but that's what I've been doing. Yes. So if you if you don't veto any of those, then I'll show you. <laughs> How could I veto eventually. your hard work, Dad? Uh, and otherwise, like the the other locations, like the Grand Canyon and everything, will need pun names mm-hmm. eventually too. But uh, yeah, that's to say uh, that it, the the map is moving along. Mm-hmm. Um, so for next time, mm-hmm. or for the next several weeks, mm-hmm. these are no pressure prompts. Uh, you know, your next batch of no pressure prompts. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps a few ice types to balance out the decks. Okay. We're going to have that one mountain range in the south that has some snow. Uh, you know, we already have snowmad and our, uh, Ninjin Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, they'll be coming soon. Their art is almost done. Uh, but just some more general purpose ice types, because our decks doesn't really have any of those yet. Mm-hmm. Um... Some forest-centric mons Mm -hmm. uh, to populate Bigfoot country. Okay. Because one member of our legendary quartet is Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. You find him in, like, not the Everglades, but, like, a you find him in, like, I think, like, the Appalachia area. Mm -hmm. So we can stick him in a a foresty, mysterious forest place. Uh, Mm -hmm. So maybe some mons that would be right at home. In, the forest. in a temperate forest yep. instead of a tropical one that okay. like we've been doing. Uh, and then maybe some mysterious mons <laughs> to populate the Nazca lines mm-hmm. area. We already many moons ago you suggested regional forms for Natu and Zatu. so they're already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but think of of any mysterious mons, ruin themed mons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unknown are gonna be there most likely. Uh, so, uh, cool and creepy ones that you might find around that area.
1: Yes. So. Oof. Well, an hour in. Hour in. <laughs> we had a lot. We had a lot of we content. We got it. We got it. So, I mean, it's. I, oh, yeah. We're recording a podcast right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, that being said, yes. for the first time in what feels like forever, <laughs> we're going to roll out the drawing board. Yay! And he is decked out today. <laughs> He is, he's got uh, some flashing lights, he's got sirens, oh, he's man. got like a gigantic extending mech arm that turns into a ladder, mm. uh, he's got like 18 wheels. <laughs> he's very futuristic, yes. and he's ready to fight some fires. Yep. Uh, be those real or imagined, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna fight those fires. Um, so, we now arrive at one of my favorite all-time anime movies, Promare, uh, which is a 2019 uh, a Japanese animated film co-produced by Studio Trigger and mobile game company X-Flag mm. uh, you'll obviously remember Trigger from Anime mm. Was Not A Mistake favorite Kill La Kill mm-hmm. and the ever popular and eventually will be showcased Toppa Gurren Lagann mm-hmm. um, with this film being the third direct collaboration between director Hiroyuki Imaishi and script writer Kazuki Nakashima so this was the two of them the legends reuniting mm. for a third time mm-hmm. after those, obviously, blockbuster projects. Yes. Um, now, in researching about this movie, mm-hmm. uh, one thing I came about, uh, or one thing I discovered, that I do advise our listeners to go check out themselves, because I I can't fully do it justice here. Mm. Um, but, uh, on... The Anime Herald website, uh, there is this article called Insight into Promare from Studio Triggers uh, Wakabayashi and Koyama uh, by a guy named Kenneth Hendricks. He he does stuff for the Anime Herald, and he did this entire series of interviews with these two guys um, after Promare had come out uh, just... I'm going to hit on the big yeah, things, yeah. but it's a really interesting read. Got to give it a shout out because yeah. I this was all sourced from this. So end uh,
1: quoting literature, I never thought. So go, let's <laughs> see <to> this day. <laughs> go
0: and, uh, and, and check it out because again, it, it's the entire thing by itself is a really good read. Lots of good, sometimes humorous interactions, with, like with how this cast was set up. Uh, but I I got the big points here to share with you. Uh, so Nakashima. The screenwriter was apparently inspired by, uh, for a lot of this, it's mm-hmm. going to be uh, Wakayabashi, Wakabayashi was uh, like a concept artist. He mm-hmm. was like the original like concept designer for this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Koyama, I'm not sure, I don't remember if he did the music or not, like check. No, uh, Koyama, I think, served another production purpose or animation purpose in there. I'm not positive, but the article does clarify it. Um, so this is all secondhand information from these two guys who were right there in the midst of things. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not like it's fabricated. It's, it's all there. Uh, But Nakashima was apparently inspired uh, to make Promare uh, after reading a sci-fi novel about cross-dimensional communication. Mm. Uh, But he has not given the name of that book. I was going to say it could
1: be like that Arrival. Is Arrival based on a book? Could be. That's kind of like what happens in that book.
0: Yeah. Slash film. It, and it, it, it shows up in this film through the ultimate mm-hmm. role of the, the Burnish, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, but yeah, he hasn't cited the the, the exact title anywhere. Um, so, when the movie was being conceptualized, the base motif was fire, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, just like animation, fire, fire is, is always, always moving. Po- wow, that's poetic. It's bright. Did you
1: write, did you write that?
0: N- well, no. It's oh, from, okay. <laughs> it's from him? Yeah, it's paraphrased it's, from it's, the it,
1: art. I just have a... An adage? <laughs> um, but,
0: uh, you know, fire is always moving. It's got to remain energetic. Same principle applies to animation. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to build from. Uh, there was an original sketch made of two, boys <laughs> two chibi style boys in suits, not unlike the Blues Brothers, uh, getting ready and armed to fight what the uh, artist assumed was a smoke or fire monster. Mm. Um, now, two chibi boys.
1: That could have been our podcast. <laughs> that could have been our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to save
0: that one for later for the spinoff show or whatever. If someone ever... Yeah, yeah. that'll be our general... Per- if someone ever trademarks strikes yeah. anime... Yeah. On we'll change it. <laughs> we have it backed up.
1: All right. Two chibi boys. Two chibi boys.
0: Um, unironically, write that down. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> uh, so those two characters uh, developed into Gallo and Leo are the main boys that we know and love. Uh, though they were, you know, now mm-hmm. middle school students, and they did not resemble their final selves. Uh, except for having a light hair, dark hair contrast. Mm-hmm. And the general vibe was that, you know, originally they are this, or maybe they're training to be this, but they're gonna be some kind of special police force yes. that fights these fire monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as the conceptualizing process kept going, um... This was originally written as a human plus object mm-hmm. story, like *Kill La Kill*, uh, with the artist Wakayabashi specifically citing the life fibers as a reference point. Mm. The characters would don living armor to combat fire monsters, mm. making them literal firefighters. Mm. Uh, the char- you know, uh, it was then decided that Leo would eventually consume a fire monster mm. and become an engine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, N meaning fire plus Jin person. Wow perfect pun on three levels. These are your people then. It would be written <laughs> yes. r- it would be written like engine like the English word mm-hmm. fire engine but obviously to a Japanese speaker it would you would hear fire person uh, this concept then evolved into what we know as the burnish uh, the original boy meets fire <laughs> quote unquote story uh, with powered clothing was deemed not enough by uh, you know the studio
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, trigger the way the article phrased it is that Trigger takes pride in having, like, stories about human connection and human bonding, and mm-hmm. they didn't want it to purely be just like, you know, they're gonna suit up and fight monsters. Yeah. They, it needs to be- there needs to be a human element mm-hmm. in here. Um, so, the Boy Meets Fire story was transferred into a Boy Meets Boy mm-hmm. story, similar to what had been done with Gurren Lagan. Um, but, uh... This retooling necessitated that Gallo and Leo start the film on opposite sides, instead of already being friends or partners. Mm. Um, The final film has a lot of mecha action, (laughs) because Imaishi, the director, had a lot of pent-up design (laughs) ideas for giant robots. Mm. Uh, This was because he had gone, like, from working on Gurren Lagan, he had gone immediately into Pantene Stocking, Mm -hmm. then Kill La Kill, and then Space Patrol Uluku, which... Did not have any giant robots, so he had all these... Just... You need to get rid
1: of them. You need to get them out. Yeah, you need to clear out the mine.
0: Uh, in terms of the the signature colorful flames in the movie, Pixar animator Grant Alexander <laughs> did a few concept designs for the film. He notably added a pretty cool gradient effect mm. to all the fire that he drew. Uh, the crew developed this concept until they settled on the pink, purple, and green flames seen in the film, because it was decided that in a gradient with each other, those, car- those colors flow the best yeah. together and they'll provide the most pop mm-hmm. and that definitely shows good um and this was this was an interesting but stupid final section of the article mm-hmm. or uh, stupid and funny i mean uh the the opposing characters of vulcan and ignis both embody the crew's love for the fast <laughs> and the furious franchise oh wow dan these people are you yes <laughs> they yeah <are. laughs> They're the Familia! (laughs) Uh, Those two characters, uh, obviously, at the end of the film, have a muscle car versus monster truck fight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, And originally, a lot of people in the crew, the other people in the crew, were arguing for this to be cut down Mm -hmm. or removed because uh, Vulcan, the big uh, freeze-force, sharp-teeth muscle dude, the Mm -hmm. villain, Mm -hmm. uh, is actually Ameishi's favorite character. Yep. uh, So he was considered a creator's pet, and other crew members were like, he already gets way more screen time than everyone else. We we should cut back on this final battle. And the director said, no, they gotta have a stupid muscle car monster I, truck fight. I understand.
1: <laughs> See, I yep. used to harp on the Xenobladers, and now... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's in there. And he's, and there's also, if you
0: go and look in the article, there's, like, concept art of Ignis, the, the chief of Burning Rescue, drawn as, like... He's got, like a, like, a Vin Diesel tattoo, yep. and he's, like, drinking Coronas oh by his boy. muscle car, yep. so it's, like, it's a supposed to be the two yeah. of them fighting. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, so it's all a little humorous side notes. Uh, the Japanese voice cast includes a variety of famous screen actors, uh, such as Kenichi Matsuyama, who plays Gallo, uh, Arata Furada, who plays Deus, and a few others. Uh, as is the case for most productions like this, the cast was divided <laughs> into team voice actor. Get your Splatoon. Thing right, I was just
1: going to say, which side
0: would you choose? <laughs> and team celebrity voice actor. Uh, team voice actors' lines were recorded first, and then team CVA would come in separately, and kind of had their lines have their lines mixed into the existing audio cut. So uh, these two parts of the cast, thus you know, did not meet in person. I think some of them, I, There was, there's one, it, it's outlined in the article, but there was one of the voice actors was a humongous fan of one of the movie stars in the film, mm-hmm. and he was, like, desperately trying to find a way to meet them, like, because they were, like, his, his idol, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't get to actually meet face-to-face <laughs> until a fan event seven months after premiere deb- debuted in theaters. Uh, so, yeah, it was, that, that was how that setup worked. On a related note, all of the more famous actors involved in the film were handpicked by screenwriter Kenichi Nakashima. Uh, He went with individuals he felt could best embody each character and their respective quirks. A few of the actors had even appeared in uh, Nakashima's plays before, Mm. Uh, so this is considered like I I don't know if there was like rumblings at the time Mm. from anime communities or things like that, but there's often like a worry. And so, you know, I mean, it happens with animation here, too. There's a worry that if you pack the movie with a bunch of star power with celebrities who don't care about doing the job, you're going to get, like, a half-assed final product because you're forcing a select, like, you, famous mm. Oscar winner, voice this dog, mm. and then they're going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, to avoid that, Nakashima handpicked the more famous screen actors in this movie, and submitted their names to Studio Trigger mm. because they would be the best representations of those characters. Um, so the voice cast has also been described as Team Gurren Lagan uh, because of Hiyama and Konishi, uh, who, who play the two Burnish second-in-command guys, mm-hmm. versus Team Kill La Kill, because Enada, Yoshino, Shintani, Koshimizu, and Yuzuki are all voices for b- Burning Rescue, mm. so that ended up working out that way too. Uh, The music. (laughs) The entire soundtrack is a bop, and I strongly recommend that our listeners go check it out. Mm -hmm. If nothing else stays with you after this movie, the music and how it plays into the action
1: will, Mm -hmm. I can assure you. That's always the case with Trigger, though. They always have bops. Of course, yeah, Yeah. no.
0: They have not, they have never disappointed They've never flopped.
1: They've Um, only bopped.
0: But Hiroyuki uh, Sawano composed the score, with other songs featuring performances by Benjamin Anderson slash MPI. Jemmy and Laco, uh, the film's two theme songs, uh, "Kakusei" or otherwise known as "Awakening," mm-hmm. and "Kori ni uh, Tojikomete," which is "Imprisoned in Ice," uh, were both performed by the band Superfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are all amazing <laughs> songs. Love them. Mm-hmm. They're good workout songs. They 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 got that energy to them. Uh, But I also have to personally shill for Inferno (laughs) and Gallant Ones uh, on this soundtrack. But you cannot go wrong with any part of this. So, uh, when the movie premiered, screenings featured one of two prequel short films, Side Gallo and Side Leo. The shorts provided additional insights into the motivations of Burning Rescue and The Mad Burnish, respectively. And I think the time frame was, like, Gallo's first day at Burning Rescue... And Mm -hmm. then an equivalent day for Leo. Leo. Um, Those are included on Blu-ray releases. Um, They were actually going to... They were going to give us, like, a complete package... Promare theater experience here... Mm -hmm. Until COVID. Uh, It was being planned until the pandemic happened... And then it was just put on the Blu-ray. Um... According to Rotten Tomatoes, this film has a 97% rating, Uh, so lots of positive reviews. Um, Cites critics' consensus reads, Visually dazzling and narratively (laughs) exhilarating, Promare is a colorful thrill ride that should entertain adult anime enthusiasts as well as teens and its target audience. Mm. Uh, On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average of 77 out of 100 based on 8 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Mm. So, why this movie? I love it. Yep. Uh, it's one of my favorite anime films, and possibly up there in favorite films of all time. Uh, this movie has an insane amount of energy to it. Mm. It's just got life out of every scene. It's it's the music, the visuals, the characters, the, the, the whole package is right here in this film. Something like this is what I would want to create. Yep. It, like, it is... And, uh, you know, you introduced me to it. Yeah. You you put this on my radar. <laughs> You're like,
1: oh, this movie from Trigger is coming out soon. <laughs> I said, Dan-, you know, I have that Dan Ryan part of my mind where I'm like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. Dan needs to be notified about this immediately. Yes. And I sit down at my desk and I uh, transcribe a little letter. Yeah, get the I sit, the Rolodex, get the fidget in. Yeah.
0: I- <laughs> but... It was certainly worth it, uh, mm. you know, it's got classic Shonen Pro Tag, equally cold rival, our usual dynamic, it's got the big stupid firefighting equipment, neon flame motorcyclists, <laughs> uh, cybernetic power-ups, and even Mecha, as we as we mentioned. So, uh, you know, uh, again, as uh, as a very, I don't know, me kind of movie mm. that you introduced me to, mm-hmm. it's a perfect uh, meeting point for this new era of the podcast. Yes! So I am excited to get into it. Wow.
1: <sighs> A previewing expectations? Interestingly enough, I've only seen this film once, mm-hmm. um, and I was so tired on that day, mm-hmm. I must have fallen asleep during some of it. Okay. Which I, I know it, it's unbelievable to say. I just didn't want to watch it again until Dan Ryan was the one showing it mm-hmm. to me. I knew it was going to come. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this. I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had a general notion of, like, the plot that was going on. I was just so sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't physically in my body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was transported into the world of the Burnish and such. Of but, course. I mean, I I enjoy everything that Trigger puts out. Uh, This will be no different. Now I could see with eyes unclouded by sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) and thoroughly enjoy it. No Uh, Sandman here. No Sand. (laughs) 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 Let's hope not. Mm. But yeah, Yeah. well, no.
0: Even better though, taking it from a fresh perspective. Now you'll be the
1: one introducing it to me. Of course.
0: See how that worked out, It's it's all about that. It's all fade. It's all faded. Um, But yeah, Mm. I'd say we'll uh, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, so get your uh, your rival firefighting uh, banner flying high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe spike your hair up a bit. Mm. And uh, try to have a fire extinguisher ready. Yeah. Oh, I'm dripping. Put it's... that hose away. <laughs> <laughs> Things are about to get spicy. Oh er. boy. <laughs>
2: 空を
0: okay we are back uh having just watched promare mm-hmm. another fave of mine mm-hmm. but you go- went into it this time with uh with with uh unsleepy eyes <laughs> well i'm still uh, sleepy, but i was uh, awake uh, yes of yeah. course uh, comparably yes
1: um but any initial thoughts Oh, no, i mean it's a great film i can mm-hmm. understand why you love it mm-hmm. um it has something for everyone <laughs> it <laughs> it's does. got people it's got big mechs it's got firefighting mm-hmm. it's got a uh, um, two strong leads that do the whole jonathan dan we're gonna be opposites of each other until mm-hmm. the very end mm-hmm. it's got big
0: boys and tech girls small boy, yeah it, yep. it's it's got it's got everybody it's got yeah. a rat named uh, Vinny. <laughs> i i didn't pick up on his name it's got pizza <laughs> yeah it's got pizza uh yeah just i fantastic movie yeah and and one thing uh because you know the approach with, with how we do some of these viewings mm. I you know we took some notes during the viewing we have like a baseline wikipedia summary mm-hmm. here uh well supplemented with the notes I will say that I'm glad that I saved this viewing for just just when we watch it here mm-hmm. uh because if there were ever any complaint I had is that this movie is is like an experience mm-hmm. um you know but if you're if you're not into it, I could see how the third act could drag. Yeah, it felt
1: yeah. a little long for me. Just it, it, a smidge.
0: Yeah, it, it does. The uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna compare it on the same level as Australia, perhaps. Oh, no. Um, you know, but but it is certainly like a, you know, get together with some folks mm-hmm. or or watch it, you know, yourself and it, it, it's. Like I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm glad that I didn't like do two viewings yeah. of this in a week because you I would feel, feel like, it, yeah, yeah, because it because it is a long one. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say the same thing about like Summer Wars and yeah, like it has one of those like third acts where, like shit goes crazy, and then, you know, if you're if you're in a new, no fun mood that yeah. day, you might be like, okay, when's shit gonna stop being yes. crazy for a second? Yes, um, but. Phenomenal movie. But
1: that's also what it markets itself as, too. Yes. It's like yeah. a fiery ride to the end, through yep. and through.
0: It can't fizzle out. Yep. Um, but we're going to get into the uh, plot summary now. Mm-hmm. And I'll
1: be interrupting you many a time.
0: Of course. Yep. Um, so, uh, we, it should be noted that we get this opening in outer
1: space mm-hmm. for reasons unknown at yep. the beginning. And very stylistic. It's like digital age, triangles, Yeah, kind of
0: like free. Yeah, I
1: mean? yeah. Shapes. geometric patterns
0: keep seeing these triangles we Mm -hmm. see the triangles in space and they are flowing in a general direction towards earth Mm -hmm. and then the camera will, will sometimes cut to a stressed out earth person. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Doing
1: their... Working at a window factory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Writing product orders for Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> or, or, you know, like cramped into a subway, yep. stuck
0: in traffic. <laughs> on uh, the Star Wars Reddit. Uh, on, you know, somewhere in New Jersey. Yeah, looking at the Star Wars subreddit. <laughs> um, you know, to more serious things like fighting with somebody or, or getting yelled at by yeah. somebody. Or uh, domestic abuse. Domestic abuse. We, we, But we see, you know, these, these triangles Whatever they may be, enter into these black and white, uh, you know, images of people, and when they snap, they they spontaneously combust <laughs> and in take this out
1: everything and everyone around them.
0: Yeah, you know, massive amounts of destruction. Uh, centered around these people having these attacks. Yes. Uh, and this is a calamity that is known as the great World Blaze where you know mass spontaneous human combustion uh, kills nearly half the world's population. Uh, so despite the colorful effect, <laughs> yeah. that is on the, that's on the after effect mm-hmm. of that. Um, So, certain humans, uh, you know, within this crisis developed pyrokinetic abilities, uh, and then they became known as the Burnish. Yeah, and
1: then Earth was divided into two factions, there were, uh, like, wars, not a war against each other, but kind of, like, they stood divided as humanity. Yes. Those who are Burnish and those who are
0: not. Yes. Uh, (laughs) You know, so, it it was generally, like, a lot of history has unfolded (laughs) since this time, Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, humanity's divided, it's generally accepted that the Burnish, the- the events happen when they're angry, and then they, like, the Mm non-Burnish side says, like, okay, they're, like, monstrous, they're gonna- they want to destroy and burn everything, Mm -hmm. um, and that reputation is sometimes reinforced by a group known as the Mad Burnish, who directly go into, uh, this non-Burnish space. A, a utopian city called Promopolis or pro, Promapolis <laughs> Promapolis um, that uh, we can see it, like in the in the subsequent time that this city has been built up you know tons of background details and anti-fire measures mm, there yeah. is a fire hydrant every 5 uh, feet, feet yeah and every building has integrated, like, ex- like fire extinguishing as water As a society, tubes. I
1: don't think we could do this in 30 years. No, this not is what I was hoping for with COVID. Yeah.
0: But yep. we didn't, no, absolutely not. We mm-hmm. went the other way. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. So, uh, we, we have um, the Mad Burnish attacking a pharmaceutical building. Mm-hmm. And uh, sent out to save the civilians is a group known as Burning Rescue. Um, so, uh, we got some, we got Varus, who is the big muscle guy, mm-hmm. uh, Remy, who is the tech guy, or computerly, he looks like, what's his name from Kill la Kill, the tech guy. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Uh, Ignis, the, uh, mustachioed chief mm-hmm. with the muscle car, mm-hmm. uh, Ina, who is the, uh, like, pilot of yeah. the group, yeah. uh, Gallo himself, obviously, the hot blooded is Fire showing Fire yeah, Fire Himbo. Fire Himbo, and then Lucia, who is the, like, tech whiz or mad scientist, whatever you want to call her. Um, So, and then also there is Vinny the Mouse, who has a little firefighter helmet. So, uh, they arrive at this pharmaceutical company, and they use a series of high-tech firefighting vehicles to break into it. (laughs) It
1: fits the universe, but very unneeded and when warned in tech. (laughs) like they shoot them out of these block guns into things. They're all transforming every which way under the sun, and you could hear Dan's excitement level raise through the roof. Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there rocking like deco. I'm just sitting there like, is this all really needed? <laughs>
0: um, you know, and, and the team members do manage to rescue most of the civilians, mm-hmm. uh, but there are still a few trapped on the roof behind the three main mad burnish who are yep. attacking this. Yep. Uh, and based on intel that they get, they see that... Uh, this this particular Mad Burnish is actually the leader of the entire faction yeah, and his two generals. They've been hunting generals.
1: down for years.
0: Um, so, uh, you know, Gallo is, uh, you know, I, I think at this point he's still the newest member of the team, mm-hmm. uh, is launched upwards in a experimental <laughs> firefighting suit. They all have big mech suits, mm-hmm. but uh, Gallo's is somewhat more, like, recently made, specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's modeled after, like, the old-timey uh, like Japanese firefighter things because mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. comes
1: from a long line yeah, yeah.
0: and it's, it's repeated in the song lyrics like I'm carrying on my grandfather's journey mm-hmm. etc Um and the toy tech yeah, tech, little another little reference there. Um, but he's got this this armor suit, and he's got, like, this banner thing that he frequently uses to, like, dispel smoke mm-hmm. and fight with.
1: The multi-purpose tool that I will say is the most annoying Nendoroid part I've ever come across in my life. It <laughs> honestly is. It gave me so much stress and anxiety, I was ready to throw it out the window, Dad. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't even touch the Gallo figure. I just look at it. <laughs> no, sometimes you have to. Did, yeah. I,
0: did I send you the snap of a Jet Jaguar? Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, that was a... That that was a. He's staying in a safe spot because he he cannot air cannot hit him. So, um, so yeah, so they uh, they fight the two you know the two generals go on the attack first. They creating, turn into Lady
1: Gaga "Born This Way" bikes. They do. Yeah.
0: Well, one has a bike, the other has an ATV. Oh, sure. Uh, the muscle one has an ATV, and they uh, but they're you know quickly dispatched by Gallo in his like advanced mm-hmm. firefighting suit. Mm-hmm. I think I think it goes through like a clunkier form, and then he turns it into the streamlined Mm -hmm. signature Gallo armor. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, eventually it comes down to Gallo versus uh, who was revealed to be Leo Folja.
1: You're just a boy.
0: Uh, A very hot boy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a
1: beautiful man (laughs) in that suit.
0: Uh, But, uh, you know, and they get into a fight, they get a little bit... Philosophizing
1: at one another. Yeah, like only your soul should be yeah. burning. Do like you think I choose to burn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whenever I hit the dance floor.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and Leo Leo clearly has. He's like, you know, if 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 we're supposed to burn, then we if must. you prick us? Do we not burn? <laughs> yeah, and and they they fight, um. But you know, after a pretty lengthy fight, where the rest of Burning Rescue actually help out, mm-hmm. uh. They kind of pull an Iron Man 3, and Leo is uh, imprisoned in, Gal- like, the suit. fragments of Gallo's armor, mm-hmm. flash-frozen, and he is taken into custody uh, by the Freeze Force. Oh, gosh. Uh, led by Vulcan okay. Hastus, who is the... Uh, the group Mimi. The biggest muscle yeah. guy with the sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I would assume he's supposed to look like either Dwayne Johnson or Vin Diesel, Diesel. or a combination yeah. of them. Yep. But he's, like, the uh, the one kill the kill guy who the room scales. Yeah, yeah. Gabagori. He's mm-hmm. always popping out of yep. small entrances and stuff, yeah. and the scale moves accordingly. Um, so, uh, yeah, Vulcan appears. They get into a little argument, like, him and Ignis, like, Hey, your team isn't supposed to fight terrorists. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna arrest Gallo because he broke the law by engaging with these people. And Ignis is like, No, 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 no. It's like bureaucratic red tape, but we do have permission to fight terrorists if it is in the course of fighting a fire. And Vulcan's like, eh, fuck it. And then just like, let Gallo go. But we can assume that this kind of standoff is common between them. Mm. Because uh, Burning Rescue is the conventional firefighting squad. Freeze Force is the private security division of the Foresight Foundation. Mm -hmm. So they are they are the ones apprehending every the burnish and taking them in
1: it's always a foundation head isn't it it is always <laughs> always every big li- big Lysander vibes
0: yeah. um so and then I think Leo you left because Leo's like a public officials yeah. Uh, yeah and then like gets smacked into a car <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Leo is brought to this, uh, you know, extremely cold prison in the middle of, like, a frozen... I I don't know if it's in the ocean or if it's in a lake, Mm. um, but it's a huge cube prison uh, where all the Burnish are being held. And he, you know, when him and his generals are brought into a cell, he sees that all of the Burnish prisoners thus far, or at least the small amount left of them have been mistreated yeah. and starved. And, and they've been, done
1: nothing, so they're like confused yeah. why they're there in the first place. They're literally just
0: civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we kind of see that, like, one prisoner, Taima, in particular, is is almost, has almost perished at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like there's a lot of, like, talk among the prisoners, like, if they captured you, then you guys were our last hope, mm-hmm. so that ends up being, I feel like, being a tease for what happens with the old yes. guy yeah. but they're like if they got you then that's it mm-hmm. we're done um so uh back in uh promepolis uh there is a ceremony where mm-hmm. cray foresight awards uh gallo with a medal mm. and gallo you know has some time to reflect sure. on everything yeah. and he's like
1: and eats a volcano margarita uh mega pizza yes mega melt pizza <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're at their favorite pizza place. Yeah. Uh, the pi- pizza is particularly good that day mm-hmm. uh, because there's a new guy working the, the pizza oven. oven. Yeah. Um, but eventually, the... And we get, like, a little more background. Like, we see that Ina's sister, yeah. uh, Eris, well, yeah. is uh, is one of the lead scientists yeah. on... Uh, Foresight's uh, Foundation project. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get, like, um, like Lucia is... Like, oh, I don't, I don't accept money for, I just yeah, do science I just, science do, for I just invent
1: for, for shakes. For mad science, yep.
0: yeah. Um, so, the Freeze Force arrives at the pizza place, and they apprehend uh, the guy cooking the pizza, who was revealed to be a secret burnish. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was obviously doing nothing, he just wanted to be, like, a pizza chef.
1: All he wanted was to be a pizza artisan. <laughs>
0: But they, you know, uh, when he panics and uses yeah. his fire powers, they, you know, apprehend him, and they also arrest the owner of yeah. the pizza place.
1: But Gallo's squad is really against this. Yes. They're like, he hasn't done anything wrong, that's not the purpose of this, it's all bureaucracy. But, yeah. But uh, a big guy is like, they have to go through the system, leave it up to the judge.
0: Yeah, because yeah. well, he was aiding and abetting a terrorist, mm-hmm. so, you know, le- yeah, tell it to the judge. Um, so they, they, like... Gallo is, uh, oh, okay, so then back at the prison, mm-hmm. Leo, with his power, just manages yeah. to, like...
1: He, like, reignites his uh, anti-flame cuffs over and over again, to the point that it's, like, too quick for it to recognize that it's hot. Yeah, I guess? it's or, very or smart move. It, yeah. uh,
0: mm-hmm. But he breaks his cuffs out, he, he breaks out his generals, mm-hmm. and they escape with the small number of survivors yes. that were on that mm-hmm. wing. And they them. say,
1: don't kill, we don't kill, without yeah. reason.
0: Yes which they is a recurring thing and
1: they also showed like in the scene earlier at the pizza parlor how like the racism is present here yeah it's like as soon as they found out the guy cooking the pizza was burnished most of the people are like oh my god ew he touched our food this is how sickening like Mm
0: -hmm. so there's obviously prejudice there yeah um so uh, Gallo, as opposed to everyone, assumes that he's going to storm into mm-hmm. the Freeze Force or the Foresight Foundation and cause trouble. Uh, he instead goes to a frozen lake that he found to cool off. Yeah, uh, and a
1: nearby frozen lake. Well, it's a trek to get out here. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> it's a and and we'll see later. It's yeah. unnatural technically, mm-hmm. but
1: the ice goes down five feet.
0: Five uh, but meters, sorry. He sort of has like a cute little ice skating scene yeah. with uh, yeah. with Ina.
1: I don't know if it's supposed to be shippable, but
0: no. Yeah. If anything, it's misdirection and yeah. shippable. Yeah. But they they they're talking. I think we get more stuff about how like it. Ina expresses, you know, it sucks that she doesn't get to see her sister as often, mm-hmm. but like she's proud of the work that that yeah. Eris is doing. She's like, you know, a genius who's going to change the world. Yeah. Um,
1: and they're, like, questioning how they can go... Like, Gallo doesn't want to go against Foresight because he's his idol. Yes. And, like, hero. But he says he's going to have to have that conversation anyway. Yeah, well... Right.
0: Uh, because Gallo... Uh, Foresight literally saved him.
1: You know, for um, being a himbo, little yeah. bit, a little bit deep here. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Yeah. He, is
0: yeah. he knew his temper. We he can judge. went to the mountains to cool off. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, apparently... Something that, that, uh, one of the things that made Foresight's career that brought him to prominence was that he had saved a young gallo Mm -hmm. from a burnish fire. And, like, adopted
1: him, sorta, kinda. Sort- Or put him uh, on the
0: team. Sort of adopted him, put him on Burning Rescue, and then that event brought publicity to, uh, Foresight's, like, anti-burnish technology. Like, his fire protection tech, all (laughs) of that shit, uh, came to light in the process. Um. so uh, Gallo notices that uh, he sees Leo flying through the air mm-hmm. as he had already escaped uh, he kind of drops Ina uh, <laughs> symbolically to get the team. and takes off on his bike to follow them yep. uh, he, he comes upon a cave where the burnish Prisoners, the escaped Burnish prisoners, are hiding out, mm-hmm. uh, doing their best to survive with, like, meager rations and stuff.
1: Yep, and he can't shoot a kid. Can't shoot there a kid. There are children here. <laughs>
0: um, but he, you know, sees that, you know, he gets knocked out mm-hmm. when he sneaks in by Leo, uh, and he sees that uh, Taima is dying. Mm-hmm. Gallo is like, uh, you know, I'm trained in medical rescue. Mm-hmm. Let me go get my stuff. I can save her. And leo faithfully, like like no yeah. like i'm not i'm yeah. not accepting help yeah, from when any, he says there's
1: no yeah. need because we have this special gift too it, yeah. where it's like when we do cpr on each other yeah and exchange our flames through our mouths
0: yeah to to reignite yeah. the other person's mm-hmm. flame yeah. um but that is unsuccessful it is not enough to save Tima, uh, and she dies and then fades away into ash
1: and just like the whole world the whole world will turn to ash
2: <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> he's
0: mm. a collector yeah mm. uh Well, there's going to be more stupid airships later, so we'll get into that. Um, But, yeah, so then Leo clarifies that, like, this is what happens, like, uh, Burnish are functionally, you know, immortal, like, they're able to regenerate uh, from any injury as long as their flame keeps going, and, you know, but then, uh, as an exchange, when they die, when that flame runs out... Mm -hmm. They turn to Ash and disappear. And
1: they say they hear the flames. Yes. yeah.
0: Specifically, Leo says that, like, the the life goal of the Burnish is to see the wish of the flames completed. Mm-hmm. So they, they are communicating with the flames somehow. Um, so, uh, while Leo is leaving, Gallo is still tied up, and he basically, you know, he, he tells him outright, like, Cray Foresight is experimenting on my people, like mm-hmm. torturing them, killing experimenting them. on them, mm-hmm. killing them—to uh, what end? I don't know. But that's who your—that's what your hero is doing. Yeah. And uh, Gallo is eventually freed by Ina, who comes back to, to get him. Mm-hmm. Um. And Gallo goes to Cray Foresight directly.
1: Yep. Returns that medal. Says I can't take it.
0: Yeah. He's like, like sort of. At first, it's under the guise of, like, yeah, no, Leo escaped, so Mm -hmm. I shouldn't get a medal for this. But you don't deserve to give out a medal Mm -hmm. either, I Mm -hmm. think. And he's like, you know, have you been... Experimenting? Have you been (laughs) experimenting? Yeah. And Kray is, like, Mm -hmm. doing his Gendo pose. He's like, come with me. Yeah. And uh, they take a... Always
1: misdirecting, then that cray foresight
0: Yes, he because he's got that foresight uh, so he he uh, takes uh, uh, the glass wonk evader oh down down and around a ways uh, into you know like a subterranean area beneath the tower where it is seen that uh, the magma beneath the earth's you know from the earth's core yeah. is starting to boil up and is coming into contact with the crust and inevitably Oh, I'm is...
1: hungry for pizza <laughs> <laughs> boiling up I just want some pizza (laughs) sorry
0: well the pizza in the movie did look good but they um, they're like yeah no we at most have six months until Until the the world is consumed by magma like ever since and he ties it to ever since the burnish appeared uh, you know this has been this has only been getting worse Probably relate to them in some way, yeah. but the main thing is is that we have to do something for humanity to survive. <laughs> so
1: I've designed Parnassus. Yeah, Project Parnassus. <laughs> the
0: Parnassus Project. Jacqueline
1: Kennedy Onassis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, so she... or, or So uh, Cray Foresight is, uh, is, you know, basically constructing a mm-hmm. ship that will serve as an arc to Omega Centauri. Mm-hmm. Which is a (laughs) planet that is sort of like Earth that he will then terraform into a new human
1: planet. Only fits ten thousand though.
0: Only yeah, the ship only fits ten thousand. So, like Lysander, he's gonna pick a select few. Yeah, Yeah. the the upper presumably the upper crust, the elite (laughs) and stuff. Anyone sort of related to his staff, like uh, you know, Eris gets Ina on the ship uh or intends to um those are the un- going to be the only ones who survive mm-hmm. um and they're going to do this using a warp device <laughs> powered by a Promatech engine which is uh you know the burnish prisoners are locked into a centrifuge mm-hmm. and, and spun then around spun around at torturous speeds until their powers ignite into this device mm-hmm. and fuel a warp gate yeah.
1: And something doesn't seem, like, ethical about this. Where's the OSHA staff here? <laughs> yeah,
0: nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Nowhere to be seen. It should hmm. be noted that in, a, in an old episode of Star Trek Voyager, hmm. they also had some aliens who spun around and powered a ship, but hmm. that was unethical, and they stopped that, too. Oh. So, hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a plug for Star Trek Voyager there. Hmm. But, yeah. Um, But, you know, obviously no Burnish can sustain this and it starts killing them after they've been in this contraption for long enough. And Gallus
1: says, this isn't right. Clearly you have a lot of tech. Can't we uh, solve the magma problem with all this fancy tech? And 4th is always like, no. 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 No, No, we can't.
0: But it's clearly Yeah. It it becomes apparently He wants to be,
1: he has a hero complex. Or a god complex complex. even. He he wants to be
0: the savior. Mm -hmm. He wants to start a new world. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's also these recurring lines about how Gallo is like an eyesore to him, mm-hmm. so it's like, we, you know, it would make sense later, but Gallo reminds him of his imperfections, mm-hmm. and one reason he might not want to save the Earth is because it reminds him of imperfections. Like, it has yeah. lasting effects from yeah. the burning and everything. Mm-hmm. Um... So, uh, Gallo is knocked out and imprisoned Mm -hmm. because Foresight, like, punches him (laughs) into the top of the elevator. Uh, And Eris is
1: like, ooh. Like, are we the baddies? Oh, she's taken an awful long time to decide if she's bad or good in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the way she goes about it isn't
0: safe either, but we'll get to that. Um, So, then a burnish crackdown is initiated where the Freeze Force... Led by Vulcan, are going into Burnish territory and just wiping them out, Uh, or or imprisoning them, Mm -hmm. like take freezing them. They say we can't kill them
1: because we need them for batteries.
0: Yes, Um, it's a very interesting, like as it's a cinematique thing. Mm -hmm. When we first see this Burnish settlement, it's very warm Mm -hmm. earth tones Mm -hmm. because they're like living out of like an like an abandoned industrial complex. Mm -hmm very warm, and then as the freeze-force attack happens, everything gets blue and dark. Mm -hmm. So, deathly cold, and visually, the entire context of the area changes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they're all... uh, Leo and his generals are fighting Vulcan, um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, Vulcan manages to hit... uh, Well, okay, because old man... Yes, o- Old man from the prison, uh-huh. old burnish man, betrays Leo mm-hmm. um, because he thinks that they're doomed and uh, Vulcan points out, like, hey, this old timer, he already didn't have a lot of time left. Mm-hmm. If he's faced with the apocalypse, like, people are gonna fend for themselves. Like, mm-hmm. who-, who cares? Um, but that brief, like, betrayal is enough of an opening for Vulcan to he's hit... He's a magic ice bullet. An absolute yep. zero uh, bullet. Absolute unit. <laughs> absolute unit, which will basically absorb your body's heat and, and kill you and freeze it like yeah. it'll it'll yeah. use that heat from your body to turn it into freezing energy Grant's not here we can't explain I mean, I'm, how this works I'm
1: sure NASA has something equivalent right and then it, it's might ne- just use an icy hot <laughs> you know it's ideal for for killing
0: uh, for killing extremely powerful burnish uh, but Leo's got this inside him now uh, but he does manage to escape because his two generals yeah. uh, Gire, load him into a big gun. <laughs> they they like they hold Vulcan. Everything's
1: off. bullet shaped in this universe. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. They, they it's useful. They they make a big fire cannon yeah. and then shoot him into a volcano. Into a volcano. <laughs> um, so okay, let's see here. Mm. Uh, Galas so, is from yeah. the
1: team. The rest of them are looking for them.
0: Oh, yeah, Gallo yeah. is in his prison cell, and Eris comes to him, and she's like, okay, here's your last supper mm-hmm. before the apocalypse. Yeah, I thought, like, are you going to set him free? No, I, no. no. She, but she is just like, you know, everything I'm doing, I'm doing to make sure <laughs> yeah, that my sister survives. Say, yeah. And Gallo's like, yeah, but you haven't I told, told her, her, which means you know that she wouldn't yeah, accept it So, approve of that. So. Um, but then Eris comes to confront, or er, Ana comes to confront... <laughs> Aris directly, mm-hmm. and Eris is like, I saw it myself, yeah. uh, Gallo tried to assassinate the mm-hmm. governor, and he is considered a terrorist yeah. and he is in lockup. And no,
1: she's right like, now. live for yourself, kid. We've yeah. got to start thinking about that now. Yeah, just
0: come back here when I Yeah, when I, I call. give you a
1: phone call. No questions.
0: Uh, Leo regenerates inside <laughs> the volcano and kind of,
1: you know, basically... His rage fuels him yeah, to a volcanic state. He
0: yeah, he enters like a pure fire state and rips the absolute zero bullet out mm-hmm. of his chest, destroying it and saving himself, but he is in like a frenzy. Yeah. So, uh empowered by the, his rage in this volcano, he, he rocks takes the, the dragon. Yeah, he yeah, literally <laughs> does. Takes the form of a giant fire dragon and starts attacking Promopolis, like Promepolis.
1: Mhm. <laughs> P- Prometheus, 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 Prometheus uh...
0: and starts attacking it, uh, demanding that Cray foresight come out and face him. Yeah. Uh, in the process of this rampage, Gallo's cell is broken open, mm-hmm. and he's like Leo. Yeah, um, so, I know that
1: beautiful man.
0: Like uh, Leo, kind of confronts Cray foresight on the t- like the roof of his mm-hmm. building, his big square cube tower. Uh, and we can see that Cray Foresight is getting ready to do something. Yeah. Like, his hand is it's, glowing.
1: Yeah, something's going on there.
0: And he's, like, he he is clearly not afraid of, of Leo, not phased by this. Um, but, uh, you know, Gallo reunites with Burning Rescue. Uh, he is given, like, a new, uh, power suit. Mm-hmm. And he, like, you know, grapples with Leo yeah. instead and gets Throws him away him in from the, van the city.
1: And, and the two duke it out in the van.
0: It, well, it, it's in yeah, it's in the back of the mm-hmm. Ina's little ship, yeah. and she then she dumps the two of them into the frozen yeah. lake because it's like you two need to cool off, calm down, and then like then we can think of something. Uh, but but clearly to Leo's benefit because Gallo knew that he was gonna either like burn himself out or mm-hmm. kill innocent people. Yeah, so that's the main thing that Gallo was stopping him from doing.
1: And also. Um... Uh, Gallo questions if, like, Leo's dragon's crying, too. It's like, it's weeping, so it's not just rage, it's just, like, you know...
0: Despair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when they land on the frozen lake, they go through it. Uh, the the ice starts to melt and they find (laughs) themselves, like, uh, in this chamber underneath the lake.
1: What an anime. Containing (laughs) a
0: a giant, mysterious ship. Um... It's
1: It's like a research facility. Oh, research facility, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: sorry. Um... And, uh, we see that this, uh, this ship, or this research <laughs> facility is inhabited by the computerized spirit or memory of Deus, the scientist who had actually developed all of the anti-burnish weapons, um, and Deus shows, uh, Gallo, Leo, and Ina, a security recording of, mm-hmm. uh, of <laughs> <a> Foresight murdering <laughs> Deus. Yeah. Uh, because what happened was that, uh, Deus came up with the Promatech engine, but knew that even to test it would risk burnished lives, Mm -hmm. so he's like, we're not going to do that, but Foresight was like, I'm going to be the one to save the world, no one else knows that you've done this, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be the one to bring it into the light.
1: And then Foresight doing the literal killing god.
0: Yes. (laughs) To become god. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah, truly. Yep. Um. So they, uh, w- what Deus explains is that uh, the source of the burnish yeah. are the Promare. Mm-hmm. They are an interdimensional uh, life form, or from like a parallel dimension to Earth. Earth. They occupy the same uh parallel it's the space. everything,
1: everywhere, all at once. Universe. It
0: is. Mm-hmm. Um, but a a break in space time has caused them to instead flow into the Earth's core through this dimensional rift, Mm -hmm. Um, and the humans that they resonate with were able to manifest these fire powers because in our dimension, the Promare are basically one giant flame, Mm -hmm. uh, like nuclear fission-type fire, Um, but they resonate with certain humans, hence the Promare factor and the burnish. Um, But, uh, you know, it, it becomes clear that... If the faulty version of the Promotech engine that Foresight is using is activated, that will cause so much pain mm-hmm. for the Promare inside the Earth's core. That the core will explode. It will explode. Um, so, uh, but Deus does have a working safe version of the mm-hmm. Promotech engine that he has installed in a robot called the Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes. You just plug Leo to the back safely, and uh, Gallo, Gallo pilots. pilots.
0: Uh, Ina takes off in her ship yeah. alongside them. Uh, so they, they, they pilot this and fly off to confront Foresight together. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, over Promopolis, uh, Foresight <laughs> has begun the evacuation process. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're trying to, to get more people to get onto the ship. Uh, obviously, Eris is like, aren't we going to wait for my sister? Like, this was all meaningless yeah. if, it, if if she is not here. It's and we like,
1: never see a single person on this ship. No. So, is yeah. anyone on the ship? Pro- yeah. Probably not. Well, I mean, not yep. yet, at yep. least.
0: Um, Because the timetable has been moved up yep. because of so all the... So he's just like,
1: we're going with three people.
0: Yeah. That's it. Um, well, as far as we know, because all over the Earth, as this engine is yeah. activating, volcanoes are going off.
1: The rest of the world must be confused. <laughs> well, definitely. Like, what happened? The entire fucking planet's exploding, <laughs> yeah. so. Why am I on fire?
0: Um, but the warp gate starts opening as the engine is turned on. Uh, Eris is kind of just told to mind her own business yeah. and go operate it.
1: And then she does the thing where I was like, oh, she she's just fine with that, I guess. She's like, fine, I'll, I'll put the power on for you. Mm-hmm. hmm with a twist, yeah. technically. Yeah.
0: Um But uh yeah, so they, they fight in the Deus Ex Machina. They, uh, they
1: They complain about the lame Dan complains about the lame design.
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah. Leo spices it up yeah. and gives them a more uh like Guralugon mm-hmm. Well it goes look. by
1: the Leo de Gallo, right? Absolute
0: firefighter Leo, Leo de, de Gallo. Gallo. Yeah, and uh, you know, they, they start fighting. They they you know they're fighting the ships' weapons systems and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, Cray is yeah. in the process because uh, I think one of them hacks into the ship's computer and exposes Cray's yeah. deeds to uh, everyone else. But that's
1: just fake news.
0: Yeah, he says it's a it's a doctored recording yeah. from the from these terrorists. So uh, while that is going on, Eris overloads mm-hmm. uh, the engine. Uh, you know, destroying it. And again, you gotta think, that's still hurting the burnish, so maybe not the best way to do that. Uh, But she overloads it, the engine explodes, uh, but Cray emerges in in his own gigantic terraforming Mm -hmm. uh, mech. (laughs) Well, yeah, Gallo calls it the Crazer X, because it doesn't have a name, it's like terraforming unit something, it's it's like a... mm. But Gallo keeps saying, Mm -hmm. you're Crazer X, you're Crazer, and then even foresight's like stop naming Naming things i don't fucking care stop
1: naming things dan um and then i do like how all his weapons on this crazer x are supposed to they're deemed as like terraforming weapons but they're clearly just there to like like, fuck people up yeah (laughs) the dirt cannon yeah yeah, the the disintegrating dirt cannon it's a cannon that turns particles into dirt this ice beam that's gonna massacre everyone for safety of course and
0: then a giant like Pile bunker yeah. that's like this can break through bedrock. Yeah, yeah to yeah, cut pipes, to dig irrigation, but <laughs> it's like eh, yeah. uh, it's just a big, uh, big stupid robot. Yeah, um, but they, you know, they're they're fighting. Um, oh, what was the? Okay, yeah. Then when when Cray uh, and the Crazier X is kind of pushed to its limit, uh, he unveils the Absolute Zero Heat Death <laughs> Cannon, yeah. which for safety, which he says will basically wipe out any burnish that. Would presumably threaten mm-hmm. the new planet that he builds, and Galo's like, why can't you just use <laughs> that on the core?
1: Because we have to reach the core, dear. Yeah, and he's
0: like, no, this technology would would melt before. But it's becoming very obvious that Cray just really wants to do the yeah. new planet with him as god thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about saving yeah. anyone here. He wants like the clean slate. Um, so uh. Like the fight between the two mechs reaches its head, mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of both knocked out of those robots, and yeah, both are disabled. Um, but then, when the three combatants kind of come into the battlefield, Cray uh, unveils himself as a burnish. Yeah. He was a burnish the entire time. Wow! And he what was a hypocrite. He was like, uh, yeah, no. I believe me. Like <laughs> one reason I hate you people so much is because I know. The absolute, like, constant levels of control that are mm-hmm. needed to keep this power in, in line.
1: And that's not all. When I was a student, I lashed out and destroyed a building. That building that had your parents in it. Yeah, and he, he,
0: he didn't even go into the fire yeah. to save Gallo. Gallo he just, like, ran, ran out. out. And then, uh, Foresight was like, oh, I'll chill with him, yeah. and I'll make it look like... Mm-hmm. And presumably this was right after he killed Gaius. Yeah, Deus. yeah. Um... But yeah, so so uh, foresight is a very powerful burnish. He goes one winged angel mode. Mm-hmm. He's got the big firearm, yep. big fire wings. He can use prehensile flames for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he he basically gets a chokehold on on Leo, Leo uh, and he tries to kill Gallo, but uh, Leo manages to like put like a shielding flame around Gallo, mm-hmm. saving him. Yep. Um, but uh, foresight drags leo into the depths of the ship because <laughs> plugs him into the battery yeah you're going to be the new engine yeah. your comrades' screams will we'll power torture you
1: <laughs> us through the stars <laughs> through the stars
0: yeah. um so while that is happening burning rescue you know finds gallo uh he uh well um uh, isn't
1: the other guy trying to kill the girl
0: yeah, Vulcan, he, Vulcan is chasing Harris, uh, Eris Harris. across the top of the ship, yeah. but Burning Rescue intervenes and yeah. saves her. Uh, Ignis Sisters. and Vulcan have their muscle car mm-hmm. v. monster truck fight, yeah. uh, where the two collide, and then they, they both butt heads in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, you know, Gallo manages to get back up to where... Uh, Oh no! He, he They give him a new mech suit, a new power suit mm-hmm. with a drill, mm-hmm. because as as we know, drills are the most superior armor-piercing yeah. uh, technology. Um, so with his new power suit, he drills into the center of the ship, uh, destroying the like core apparatus mm-hmm. that Leo is being imprisoned in, and he has another fight with uh, Foresight. Yes. Uh, in the process of this fight, like, the the power suit is destroyed, but even though Gallo should be obliterated, he's still okay. Yeah. Because... Um, the protective flame. The protective flame, the flame of a <laughs> is still around him. Um, and with that, he is able to withstand <laughs> Foresight's attack and punches him out cold for a second.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Leo, who had started to disintegrate... <laughs> yeah, I'm dying! ...because of the engine... <laughs> Uh, is is unconscious. Uh, Gallo originally just attempts regular CPR, but then he remembers the technique for reuniting him, mm-hmm. and he gives uh, Leo a kiss yep. uh, to mouth to mouth, baby, bring him back to life. Yep, and um, thank
1: God his hair grows back before his arm. Yeah, his hair regenerates first. <laughs> thank God. <laughs>
0: um, but they they reemerge. And Cray is still going on his, like, ramblings, yeah. like, you, uh, everything's it's destroyed. Everything. Like, you're all still gonna die, I could have been the hero, whatever. Uh, but they're like, nah, we, we got an idea. And this time, the stupid giant robot will be instrumental to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Leo and Gallo both get back into the Deus Ex Machina, and their
1: reasoning is like they're going to have to release one giant flame to extinguish yeah. it.
0: The fire wants to burn, yep. like because <laughs> <laughs> Leo Leo says that when he was in that state, he was communicating with the Pro mayor and he's like, they just they just need to burn once. Mm-hmm. They need to truly vent and burn once, mm-hmm. and then then that'll be safe. So they do a controlled blaze, pretty much. Uh, they, they they using the, the, the deus ex machina as, like, the figurehead.
1: Which is now called Gallo de Leon.
0: Yes, because mm-hmm. Gallo's taken the lead with his firefighting spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, they use Leo's power to burn the, uh, you know, the pro the Promare to their full extent. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gallo's will to protect people mm-hmm. from fire makes it so that the fire doesn't hurt anybody because mm-hmm. uh, he's communicating that to the Promare, so the, uh, the, the Promare are, are vented and <laughs> released from the Earth. Mm-hmm. In a scene that strangely reminded me of the ending of Danny Phantom... I don't remember how Danny
1: Phantom ended.
0: They make the whole planet intangible. All the oh, ghosts yeah. team up to save the planet from a meteor. Yeah. They all make the planet go and ghost, and they, wow. they make it intangible so a meteor... Similar concept, yeah. but they... they uh, but in this case, the Promare are successfully released. They are able to return to their home dimension, and thus, there are no more Burnish. There are no more people with those abilities. Sad. Um, but, you know, Leo awakens uh, back on the ruins of the ship. Uh, the, the Earth is saved. Vulcan is revealed to be a very tiny, mm-hmm. big-headed man yeah. in a, uh, a large suit. man suit. Yep. Um. And, you know, they're, they're kind of like, well, we got a lot of rescue work to do. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people in danger. It's going to take more than our standard team. So, like, Leo, you and your two buddies, you're going to join the team. And if anyone hassles you because of past prejudice, like, I'll, I'll put them out. Yep. And then fist they, bump. they fist bump. Yep. fist The and end that is the end.
1: Yeah, I yeah. can't believe they were just friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just guys being dudes, yeah. <laughs> just guys fighting fire. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. As I said, animation is pristine, soundtrack, nothing but bops. Mm-hmm. We did comment that it's a little overlong, that ending sequence with all the fights going on. I know it's Trigger's thing is gilding the lily mm-hmm. and adding more and more and more and more and more, but it feels like a little bit too much. It could have ended at like two separate points in this.
0: Yeah, it, no, and I, and I understand it. Like, I think that that you know that is something that you probably have to prep people f- mm-hmm. for as best you can if you show them this movie because I feel like uh, not that not that either of us have ever taken the film snob approach but uh, you might well. you might you might get someone who is like okay good movie but then the third act goes a little overboard mm-hmm. and it takes me yeah, but it, it it's all within the spirit of the movie yes. and it's and the uh, company mm-hmm. and you really feel like this is a like this is almost like a compressed series yeah so it follows those same beats where there's build-up and then there's a big, what what would be a multi-episode battle mm-hmm. kind of packed into the end there. Yeah. Uh, but again, favorite movie of mine. Yep. So.
1: stylish, wonderful, hot, spicy. Mm-hmm. Like a Margarita Mega Melt volcano pizza, yeah. or whatever it was called.
0: Like an egg on the sidewalk outside right now. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll be okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll just get that giant uh, freezing gun. Big stupid ice mix. gun. Yeah, yeah. Absolute heat, death, I'm zero gun. I'm sure that'll gun. help. Yeah. For terraforming, of course. Yes. And safety. Yes. Um, anyways, with that, our episode two hours is finally at its end. What a it's, good return to form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not complaining. Love it. Um, but before we go, is there anywhere that our audience can find us on social media? Dan?
0: Uh, you can follow I me. I always
1: hated when you called me that. <laughs>
0: and I saw. I kept praying you die and then you show up again. Uh, but you can follow me on Instagram at king_danis, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast uh, Facebook and Instagram pages.
1: And you can follow me, Jonathan Quaykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, also uh, Losing My Mind JK on TikTok. If you enjoy me and podcasts, why not check out my other couple of podcasts? We got Nightcaps at the Theater. Talking to Matt yesterday. He wants to bring it back. I'm just waiting on him, baby. I've been waiting (laughs) for the world to change. I don't know. phoenix rising out of Arizona. It'll happen eventually, I guess. And then if you like literature, classic lit, check out Drink and Read the Podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, anyways, next week in a similar thing I too have a movie to share with ye. you do yes <laughs> yes um, and it will take us back to our roots of season 2 2 season 2 where we did Momoro Hosoda versus uh, Satoshi Kone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Momoro Hosoda's latest classic Bill. <laughs> yeah I, I have been saving a viewing of this yeah. for this podcast so I am very excited mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it I think you will enjoy it as well and we can finally see what would happen if I ascended to pop stardom <sighs> uh, well, hate to burst your bubble, but <laughs> uh, <sighs> Space whales can't even take me there, I guess. <laughs> Internet whales. Uh, anyways, good night, everybody! <laughs> bye <Buh-bye>. bye! <laughs> However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at AnimeWasNotAMistakePodcast or on Facebook at AnimeWasNotAMistakePod? We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.